It's the big five O strangers. Happy 50th episode. Hey, strangers. Welcome to our 50th episode of The Strange Sessions. I am Krista, and with me is about to turn almost 50. (laughs) (laughs) About to turn 49 tomorrow. It'd be so much cool if you were turning 50. No, it would not be cool. I'm already, I'm I'm having a hard time comprehending turning 49. Just for the sake of the show, it'd be cool. It would be. It would be. I didn't even think of that. I didn't even think the synchronization between. Just came up with it now. Wow. So happy birthday tomorrow. Thank you. Although by the time this episode comes out, it will be happy birthday last week. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. How how does this feel? 50 episodes, huh? Yeah. It's, I remember you and I talking about this when we started Mm -hmm. saying that we got to hit 50 and it seemed like such a, like I wasn't 100% sure it was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, It did seem like, you know, it wasn't going to happen. So. Especially at the beginning. It's weird when I think about it that. I feel like we haven't been doing this long, but at the same time, I feel like we have been doing this for quite a while. It's been over two years now. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm just stoked. 50 episodes is pretty good. And we've had a pretty good spike in our listenership over the last few weeks. I noticed our, our, so our top two episodes of the Missing 411, of course, those are my favorite two. And each of those episodes now officially has over a thousand unique listeners Per episode, which yeah. is really cool. But we have episodes that have been listened to almost 2,000 times because I don't know what people are doing. That just floors me. <laughs> Apparently, people, it's a sleep aid. People like to listen to <laughs> yeah, us to help them get to sleep at night. Hey, man, whatever you Whatever works. Whatever works. Yeah. Exactly. So, no, I'm just, I'm excited. 50 episodes. But this will be our last episode. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh it's God. not going to be our last episode. What? Crystal looked at me like, what? <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> so, yeah, it's... I think later in the episode, we'll talk about like our favorite episodes okay. and, and stuff, but it's just amazing to me that, you know, now it's like, are we going to be able to hit a hundred? Yeah. You know? I think so. I hope so. And we have all these people along with the ride. Yeah. Along yeah. for I the I wanted ride. to go back and look to see who like our first 10 strangers were, but I didn't get a chance to do probably that. Probably people we know. It was probably family. I remember <laughs> yeah. when you... They're not really I remember strangers. like right at the very start where we're like, do you know this person? I'm I know. Like, no, do you know oh this person? Oh my God, we were, we were like, so psyched. super excited when somebody we didn't personally know. And it's like, oh my God. And now every so, stranger truly is a stranger. Yeah. So. so it's just been really cool. And it has been awesome. You know, like she said, we're just so happy you folks have been along for the ride. It, it means the world to us. We're still astounded that anyone even yeah, listens. Yeah, we are. <laughs> so, <laughs> we are. The fact that we're getting a thousand listens on some yeah, of our We got top some episodes, really, really so. sweet messages too yeah, for did. our 50th. So yeah. it's awesome. So you guys are awesome and it's just been an amazing experience. So, so do we have housekeeping? We have shout outs. We have shout outs. Okay. Yeah. We have quite a few new strangers. We don't do. We? I didn't realize we had that many until I looked this morning and I was kind of like, holy cow. So we want to give shout outs to our newest strangers and those are this first one I think he might have got a shout out in the last one when we threw him on at the last second because Is it Bennett? Yes. Okay, we did totally give well he's well, getting a double shout out. You're getting a double shout out buddy, so <laughs> enjoy. Uh shout outs this week are Brandon Bennett, Donald Rose, Liz Brown, Sydney Bennett, Scott Stevenson, Ray Pexon, Heather Cole, Ronan Ismail, Trenton Lay and Kimberly Zink. So do you think the two Bennetts are related? I don't know. I wondered about that too. Hmm, 
Interesting. Because, you know, someone will start listening and then they'll suck their spouse or girlfriend yeah. or whatever yeah. into or boyfriend into it. So you never know. Whenever I see Sidney Bennett, I always think it like, changes to Sidney Prescott in my head because I think that was the girl from Scream. That was the main character yeah. in the Scream movies was yeah. Sidney. I hear the voice. Yeah. Sydney. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> So thank you guys for joining the strangers. Yes, I think thank we had every. Welcome. It's weird because it fluctuates where all of a sudden it's like somebody leaves. We'll get yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah, our total will go down by like a person, and yeah. then it'll jump up by like five. Yeah. So, so I'm not sure why people are leaving, but sorry <laughs> <laughs> if we said something that offended you. Or well, yeah, I guess in the strangers, but yeah. I feel like people are really level-headed and respectful oh, yeah. in the yeah. strangers. I haven't seen anything offensive in there. No. Or, or heated even. No. One of the things that I, I want to... people know we're not going to yeah. tolerate that. One of the things that we're going to bring up is uh, no political posts. You know, there was one posted a couple days ago, I think maybe yesterday, and I was going to remove it, but it, it tied in with the pedophilia about, groups. Yeah. With the, and we kind of brought that up with the Elsagate stuff. Mm-hmm. And when we talk about secret societies, like the Illuminati and all this stuff, there's a lot of speculation about child uh, about pedophilia rings mm-hmm. and uh, child abuse so it definitely we ties let, into conspiracy yeah, theories we kind of let that go about. but yeah, anything but political keep it respectful yeah. let's not go on any rants about no whoever you're not no. into or whatever yeah, anything political let's is going to be taken strange out. Yep. yeah keep I it mean, strange. i have my political viewpoints i know you have yours yeah. and uh it's just i'm disgruntled with both parties yeah. i really am it's just everyone it's sucks. a mess right it does <laughs> everyone sucks everyone's corrupt it's just a mess right now yeah and, and so far everybody's been super respectful yeah. in the group and let's just keep it that way and let's religious or political please tie it into something yeah. we discussed the religious on the one show. is going to be a slippery slope though because chris it and i were be. talking about this before the podcast because we talk about uh angels we mm-hmm. talk about possession we're going to be talking about near-death experiences so you know, like, where's the line between talking about religion and preaching religion? So. I, I think there is a fine line. But yeah. so far, I think that our strangers are very yeah. yep. level-headed and, lo- you know, logical. And as more people I'm not join, too worried about As more it. people join, I worry I about well, that stuff happening. We'll be shutting you down pretty quick if you do anything that's disrespectful to anyone else or offensive to anyone else in the group. So yep. you've been warned. Yeah. But we love you. Yeah, we love you. (laughs) (laughs) Unless you're a jerk, then we don't love you. No, then we'll kick you out. Yes. Because we have have the power. Um, I was going to mention a movie. What movie? So have you seen Us? No, but I've heard it's good. Okay, so did you see Get Out? No. Okay, you you have to watch both. They're both by the same director. Something Peel. Yeah. Jordan Peel? Yep, I think it's Jordan Peel. I mean, super creepy. And I, I love the both movies have a very similar style and it is very unsettling and very, very creepy. But both movies be prepared. What you think is going on isn't what's going on. Not at all what's going on. Uh, Big twists like you're shouting at the TV half the time because you don't don't, you know, get and out like any horror movie. Like, get out. Don't I go know. in there. I didn't see it, but I read on Wikipedia it's what amazing. happens. So I don't really need to see it. Oh, it's so good though. You should anyway, because the performances were really stellar. I, I got to get away from doing that. Like if there's a movie yeah, coming out that. I want to see, I read it on Wikipedia. <laughs> Why would you do then, that? Yeah, I don't know. I'm getting old and <laughs> That's crotchety. That's Jeff is. <laughs> I know. I know. I'll Jeff have to is, watch it. Jeff is one of the co-hosts of Paranormal Flavor, by the way. I haven't seen any movies. Hmm. Not. I didn't have anything to research for this podcast. 
because yeah, it's this listener is stories. Easy. So I actually this week thumbs. I actually got to play a video game for the Ooh, first time. What did you play? I played the game Life is Strange. Life is Strange. And I've never it is even one of, of the most amazing games I've ever played. Did you ever see any of the Walking Dead games or at least like kind of animation or like animation? You know, it's basically if you're watching this story play out and you make choices along the way of what oh, happens. Oh, that's interesting. And that's what Life is Strange. She goes back to the town in, in Oregon. She, I keep, I don't know how to pronounce Oregon anymore because I you keep hearing You just did it. It, it was I right. keep hearing Oregon. And hmm. to me, that's not... I think both people, yeah. or people say it both ways. But she goes back like to her... Like Missouri. She, <laughs> Missouri. <laughs> she goes back to her hometown and uh, something happens with her best friend and her best friend gets shot and killed. And then the girl realizes that she has the power to rewind time a little Ooh. bit. So that's what it is. And then it has all these choices in there. And there's like just the very last choice you got to make in there is just like an impossibly heartbreaking mm. choice. So Are you actually moving the character around? Yeah. Though, yeah. Like you're, you're walking around searching for stuff. clues and you're talking to other people. And yeah, then yeah. if they say something that you can use, like when you're talking, you can rewind time and then that'll show up as an oh, option you cool. can talk to them about. It's it's an amazing... Did you rent it? No, I bought it's it. It's like, oh, okay. But it's an amazing game. The soundtrack is absolutely amazing. Oh, the songs cool. in there are amazing. So it is one of the best games I think I've ever played and... You know, I'm not saying that I cried, but I'm not saying that I didn't cry. So it was a a really good game. Well, it kind of makes me think of Silent Hill. I think a lot of video games like that where they're like first first person role playing games or whatever, where you're there's movie sequences throughout the whole game that kind of lead. This is is like one of those. The whole movie is like one of those sequences and you're like choosing what you say and what you do. So Life is Strange. Check that out. That is a good game. Yeah, I like it. Uh, I also want to bring up, I tried the randonauting. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, keep <laughs> and, uh, meaning, I kept meaning to text you about it, and then I kept forgetting. It was a disaster. Oh, tell me what happened. Well, every every place that it sent me to was like in the middle of a, you know, like <laughs> way out. shot for trespassing. Or it was in somebody's backyard. Oh, sure. And it's like, I can't. It's, no. It sent me three times to places that I could actually get to. And did you go? Yes. The okay. first time, it was just somebody's house, like the sidewalk up to somebody's house, and there was absolutely nothing there. Okay. Uh, and fresher randonauting is where you're given a completely quantum number random uh, destination to go to. GPS coordinates. GPS coordinates. And there's supposed to be something there that's like meaningful to you or significant. And a couple people from the group have asked me about it. Yeah. So I went to this first house, nothing there, just somebody's sidewalk. And I was like, huh. Okay. And then wah, wah. the second one it brought me to was a factory parking lot in Manitowoc. And it was that... Tramontia, Tramontia, it just closed. Like yet, like two days ago, they announced that they're closing, and it's kind of big news. Okay, that's Tra- interesting. I don't know how to pronounce it. Tramontia, Tramontia. Mm, never heard of it. But yeah, it was weird that it brought me there, and I'm like, there's nothing here. I'm on this corner of this parking lot, and there's nothing here. And then it now it's like huge news here that it's closing. So, kind of maybe that could be something. But <laughs> I don't know. I think you also may end up grasping at straws to find it, though. Yeah. So, But I mean, I thought it was kind of interesting that it brought me to a place that was going to be in the news a couple days later. And then the last one was a cluster. It was a mess where there is this road in Manitowoc that has like field next to it. And it's like up a hill a little bit, but it looks like a beautiful field like i've always wanted to like go up there even though i think i'm trespassing technically Uh i wanted to go up there because it looks just the sky it's just a beautiful field and the last time i tried it it brought me to that field and i'm like this is cool because i've always kind of wanted to go there but there is a detour now and so i didn't want to just conspicuous yes i didn't want (laughs) to just walk up the hill yeah because everybody would see me Mm -hmm. so there's this 
railroad tracks alongside of it that aren't used anymore, so it's all overgrown. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try going there and then try going up the hill to the field. Okay. So I get out of my car. The house right on the corner by the railroad tracks, there's a guy sitting in his driveway in a chair, you know. So I say, you know, I nod to him and say hi. Catch trespassers. I I nod to him and say hi and walk past him. And then like right down from him was a railroad track. So I cut down really quick down the railroad track. And the day before it had stormed like crazy and it was overgrown with grass because it's not used anymore. Mm -hmm. So I was immediately like my pants were soaking wet. My shirt was soaking wet like up to my chest. And I'm like, okay, this sucks. So then I get off the railroad tracks to cut up the hill to the field, get up to the top of the hill, realize that it's like overgrown with brush and I can't get through it. So I turn around to go back down and I slip on the wet grass. My phone goes flying and I caught my arm on something coming down and I had a big long gash on my my arm and I had blood running down my arm. Oh my God. So I'm sitting here like looking for my phone and I can't find my phone in the tall grass. So I'm going around. I am soaking wet. And bleeding. And bleeding. And I finally find my phone and then I walk back to my car and I have to walk past the guy again. (laughs) I I thought you were going to say he like came and yelled at you. I just walked past him like a couple minutes ago and... Fine. And now, and now I walk past wet. and I'm soaking wet and I got blood running down my arm and I didn't even say anything to him. Oh I just kept God. walking. I bet you he was like, what the <laughs> hell happened to him? So, He's probably like random nuts. Yeah. Was, shaking his head. <laughs> so that was my random nutting experience. Wow. It was not. So it was a dud. It was a dud. But I keep reading that these people are having amazing things happen. So mm-hmm. I'm, I was we also. We should try it together. I was also. We should. I was in like a crappy mood. Like maybe next mood. time we record and maybe not when Jamie's here unless Jamie yeah. wants to come with us. Yeah. Yeah. We could do somewhere afterwards. Yeah. So I was in a crappy mood that day, so maybe that didn't help. So I wanted to get yeah. out and try it again, but I just haven't had time. You know, I've been busy and I've been playing that video game, so I so haven't had time to go I out. I watched the links to YouTube that yeah. you sent me. Yeah. And the impression I got from that guy, he's over in, you know, Europe yeah. somewhere, is that he kind of ended up grasping at straws, too. Like, he found a... a a plant. Plant. <laughs> yeah. Near a trail that but he's been end, on all the time. If you watch that video at the end, he talks about how it kind of changed. It was like kind of a interesting experience because it kind of it changed, changed his him. perspective. Pers- on his changed his perspective. Yeah. So I think that's what it's about. Maybe is changing your perspective and making you see things you wouldn't have seen before. So I will yeah. try it again, and we'll see I'd what happens next time. I'd be curious to try time. it. Yeah. Yeah. But it's frustrating when it takes you like all the time to some farmer's field, right. and I'm not gonna. Weird things happen when we're together, so maybe yeah, we'd, they maybe do. Something weird would happen. They do. They said you and I are like a paranormal magnet <laughs> or something. <laughs> all right. So yeah, do we okay. have any other housekeeping? I don't think so. Don't if we do, so I can't remember. I can't either. I'll remember it on the drive home. Yep. <laughs> we're great at this. And now for the taste test, because we knew that one of the things we were going to be trying was nasty because we saw it last time. Yay. We have two different kinds of chips we're going to be trying. I went and got a good kind of chip, I think, for us to Air try. Quotes, it should good. It should be good. <laughs> and this other one is gross. I believe this other Can one... Can we start was, with the gross one? <laughs> yeah, we're going to start with the gross one. I believe this was from... Melissa. The, yeah, the Japanese yeah. stuff. So you want to tell them what we're going to be trying? Sure. <laughs> They're called shrimp snacks. They're cheese flavored. I'm not sure what cheese flavored means. It looks like pork rinds. Yeah, pork rinds is 100% what I was thinking of. 
They also come in original onion and garlic, barbecue, sour cream, and onion, and we have the cheese flavor. I'm just looking at the list to see if there's actually any cheese in here. And I, I think oh, there's shrimp there's in there. cheese powder. Cheese powder. Sh- tapioca flour is the first ingredient. Shrimp is the second. Yeah, they totally look like um, pork rinds. Flat, but slightly curved. I mean, I like shrimp, so maybe what it won't be What would be funny bad. is that these are delicious. Yeah. I like shrimp. I like... I love shrimp, too. But we we don't have a really good track record with fishy items on the no. taste test. No, we don't. Okay, you ready? This yep. should be relatively easy for me to open. Yeah. <laughs> it should yes. be. And she spills them all over the oh table. Oh, my God. I'm going to smell. They don't smell shrimpy. Okay. So I will give them that. I'm going to grab two. They look like styrofoam packing material. I'm hoping they taste slightly better than that. Not that I've ever tasted styrofoam. No, they don't smell shrimpy at all. They actually smell kind of good. I'm going to zoom in and get a photo. Maybe there's not a lot of shrimp. It's the second ingredient. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But I feel like we'd smell it. What are they? They just smell like a chip. Yeah. Almost like a Funyun. They also sort of, you know what I mean? It does. It has an oniony, funyun smell. It totally smells like a Funyun. That's what I'm going with. (laughs) Maybe if I think Funyun, they won't taste gross. Okay, are you (laughs) ready? That's a good idea. Ready? Let's do this. Mmm. They're not bad. I think they taste like Funyuns. I don't taste any shrimp. No, no shrimp at all. For being the second ingredient, they're very lacking These are actually really good. Yeah, they taste like Funyuns, but not quite as oniony. They're not really seasoned. Strongly. Hmm. Okay, well, you're good. I think they're good. Hmm. All right. What do you give it? Surprising. I think just because lack of shrimp and they're told it as being shrimp flavor. Oh, I just got shrimp it. snacks. That one had a, I, uh, That one did too. Yeah. The aftertaste is hitting me now. Yeah. Okay. That's going to Oh, it's got a <laughs> shrimp aftertaste. It's going to change my rating. It snuck oh, up on me. It was good when we were eating it, but. When it oh. settles and mixes with oh. your saliva, it's not pleasant. No. Wow. Oh. That was a, compl- yeah, that was a complete a 180. Yeah, weird that shrimp was, after day. Oh, that was a complete 180 on that. I'm going to give it like a four. <laughs> because I feel like on the front end, they're really good. But on the back end, there's no cheese flavor, number one. No. And the shrimp flavor. Oh, the aftertaste. Even though they're, sh- they're shrimp flavor. <laughs> I didn't want them to taste like shrimp. <laughs> That was confusing. I'm giving it a four. I was going to give it an eight, and I've dropped that oh. down to five. Ugh. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, we need to wash these down with some other chips. Yeah. And maybe some of this gum. fudge stuff that's Ooh, left yeah. over from yeah. last week. That's not good. Or was it the week before? No, no. that's terrible. Wow. I don't think anybody should take that those home. That was a complete blindside because I thought they were good. Those are going in the garbage. Yes, they are. Blah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll get... Yeah, no good. Here is the chip that I brought. Okay. I'm excited. Are these like one of the Lay's special flavors or something? Or are we tasting are we tasting vitamins too? No. <laughs> he just pulled some alive men's vitamins. Vitamins out of no. his bag. I have my C B D oil gummy in there, Ooh. so I was gonna take it. Gotcha. Here you go. This okay. is the good one. Ooh, it's in a bag. He got it at festival. No, I didn't. Okay, he didn't get it at festival. I got it at Quick Trip. Oh, Quick Trip. Rhonda has tried these. Rhonda loves them. Oh, I remember. Did somebody post these? Rhonda posted (gasps) them on her Facebook. These are glazers, potato chips. So they have a picture of glazed donuts. Because Quick Trips glazer donuts. The glazed donuts are really good. So they they have a special uh, limited edition glazer flavored potato chip. Oh my God. Combining donuts and potato chips. I know. It's brilliant. And also Uh, terrible. Shrimp and chips are not brilliant. 
I mean, if you, unless you're going to like a seafood joint and you're getting fried shrimp with a side of french fries. Yeah. Okay, you ready? Yep. Uh, oh. Yeah, I bought these when we went geocaching last week and I didn't eat them. <gasps> oh, they smell like sweet and salty. Oh, they smell good. Okay, I'm taking a, like a few. Okay. Like that many. And you're taking the rest of these home because I am okay. on a diet. My husband will devour these. I am no doubt hardcore on a diet. Oh, they smell good. Yeah, they do smell really good. I know that Rhonda that we've had on the show a couple episodes loves these chips. Okay. Well, if Rhonda Rue loves them, yep. I feel like I'm going to love them. I mean, I love glazed donuts. I love potato chips. You can't go wrong. <sighs> All right. But on the other hand, I love shrimp and I love crackers, so you can't go wrong. Oh, I'm so excited. Okay, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, let's do this. Oh, my gosh. Mm. That's really good. Oh, my God. They really taste like a glazed donut, but it they're does. also like salty. salty. Mm. Oh, my God. Those are really good. It's like if somebody made like a paper thin crunchy donut. That's what they taste like. Wow. Yeah. Mm. So I'm eating all of these that I took right now. I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) I want to, but I can't. I weighed myself the other day and I am officially the heaviest I've ever been. Mm. So it is diet time. Take those home. So people start sending us healthy snacks. Yeah. But you, these are amazing. What do you think? Out of 10? Uh, 11. Seriously? Yeah. I'm going to give them a 9. I love crunchy. I love salty. I love sweet. And this is such a perfect combination of all those things. Mm. Okay. I'm giving it a 9 and not a 10 just because I feel like the glaze flavoring is a little bit artificial. Like it's a little fake-ish. Mm. But glaze is just sugar. And yeah. But I just feel like it's got like a weird okay. kind of artificial taste. They're still delicious. I hear you. They're still delicious. I'll give you that. I'm gonna have a couple. I'm still more. giving them eleven. Okay, focus. Those are really good. Yeah. Whew. All right. And on a high note, I'm gonna close them up. You're taking home. Then we won't be tempted anymore. Yes. Here, take these home too. No, throw those <laughs> out. <laughs> I should make my husband try it and be like, "Oh my god, they're so good." He'll be like, "I thought you loved me." I think we should just leave the nasty stuff out, like in the gym area for the kids when they come to work out. They can try them. Get really smelly. Yeah, those are good. So are we gonna? What? Are we, well, well, huh? Words. Use your words. <laughs> <laughs> what are we starting with here? Are we starting with an intro to what this is about? Are uh, we gonna talk about the winner at the end? We'll talk about the winner at the end. We okay. had our contest where somebody that submitted a. A voice clip or an email saying, you know, t- either telling us a paranormal story or saying happy 50th, you guys, and uh, whatever. Those people are in an app on my phone Sweet. where I a will random. draw one random name and that person will win a $50 gift card, a signed copy of our show notes. Of choice. Of choice. And some stickers. Some stickers. I just want to say, when we recorded two weeks ago, we literally had one story. And we put I, out a we call were for help. We were like, oh my God. But then you, the, you guys really came through. Yeah, in the last couple of days, we got a lot Tons of Tons of stories. And so. what I will probably keep our listener story episode idea, but I kind of feel like we should just have people, if they have an experience, just tell us and we'll 
put it in. We'll an, insert it into we'll every insert episode. It into yeah. an episode. Like if you, if something happens and you guys want to tell us, that would be really cool to have a, a part at the end where we're like, yeah. here's our here's this week's listener story. Yeah, listener story or listener email or that something like awesome. that. So maybe we'll do that every episode. So now you guys don't have to wait an entire season when we do a listener stories. So you guys can send us whatever you want anytime. Sweet. Yep. See, uh, we're always evolving. Continuous improvement. We are. CI. That's we are. what we call it. CI? Yeah, that's what we call it at work. It's oh, called okay. CI. Continuous improvement. <laughs> we are big with CI here on the Strange yes. Sessions. But tonight's topic is just going to be listener stories. Yeah. Which I love. I'm super yeah, excited about this. Yeah. And, you know, we'll just read some of the nice emails we got. Listen being to some our, voicemails. Being our 50th episode, you know. Still can't believe it. We don't blow our own horn a lot, but tonight we're blowing ourselves. We're doing it. Yeah, yeah. we're blowing it. We're, we're what? We're blowing ourselves. We're blowing our own horn. Okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> Alrighty then. Anyway. It's tomorrow's your birthday. You can say what you want. Exactly. Thank you. Um, you can blow yourself if you go like it. <laughs> no comment. We'll or save we can that. have to mark we'll this save explicit the, we'll, we'll now. We'll save that for the strange sessions after dark episode. <laughs> oh, I like it. That'll be our uh, Patreon content. But, I do want to start our episode with the most frightening ghost story that we have ever received oh on my the God. show. I know what you're going to... It's terrifying. <laughs> it, it was sent in by Jason Rodriguez, oh. and he sent us the following story. Give, be prepared. This is going to give you the chills. I saw a ghost, the end. I mean, so that's just, you that know, is some groundbreaking I, stuff I called, right there. I called Zach Baggins. <laughs> he got possessed over the phone, so 100%. you know that it's uh, You know it's, it's legit. legit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, it's too legit to quit. So... <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the intriguing story, Jason. Yeah, that one. I might not sleep tonight. I'm I just did saying. enter him. I did enter him into the contest. Hey, hey. His name is in the app, so because he did send something, he in. did. I might not sleep. Technically, tonight. it was a ghost yeah. story. Yeah. So thank you. <laughs> yes, good stuff. And I want to read an email we got from our longtime fan, Jeremy. I think it's Jeremy Ritter. R I T E R. Oh, not Ritter. I know because I think I've called in him my Jeremy head, Ritter. But I, I think it's, say Ritter. I know. So do I. But I think it's Ritter. Ritter. Let us know, Jeremy. Uh, Did anybody say they wanted to remain anonymous? That's the thing I was going to say is that for the the rest, I'm just going to do first names okay, because good. I think some people don't want. I know, you know one person said we could use their their real name is not the name they no, use on our no. website. And or a couple on our people strangers. have done yeah. that, so we're just going to use like their first name that they're known by in the strangers. Yep. If you if do want us to stranger. ever know your your if you do ever want us to say your full name, let us know. Yeah. But some people get kind of uh, about that, right? You know. I don't even use my real name on this. No, you don't. So, <laughs> so well, we my got first this. name. My name is actually Krista. It is. My last name is not Doe. We think it's Krista. <laughs> that you know of. I am, I am doing some research. Oh. I got my people out investigating. Okay. Um, you have people? I don't have people. Could they be like an intern? <laughs> Could we, Do you have an intern? I don't have an intern. Okay. Um, so this was sent in from a Jeremy. He sent in. Kurt and Krista, congrats on 50 episodes of the podcast. That is a very big achievement, and it is a testament to the quality of the show. Aww. I came across the podcast after reading a suggestion on Reddit. Little did I know I was going to join a community of great people. The strangers are the only group of people on Facebook who never fight or argue about anything. It's refreshing and wonderful. You guys do a great job of making the listener feel like they are a part of the show. This podcast has a real small town feel, which I thought is cool. I thought yeah. it's cool he said that because we kind of do. Yeah. I always feel like I'm in the room with two lifelong friends when I'm listening to the podcast. Aww. That's strange considering we've never met, but it speaks to how great you guys are at drawing in the listener. Keep up the great work. Can't wait to see what topics are coming up. Sincerely, stranger for life, Jeremy. Thank so you, th Jeremy. So an amazingly sweet email. So thank you yeah. so much, Jeremy. 
his sentiment kind of reminds me of it's a meme whatever that people post where it's a person sitting next to a poster of a group of people all yeah. hanging out and laughing <laughs> yep. and they're yeah. like this is what it feels like to yep. listen to the strain sessions yeah. and we get that a lot we hear a lot yeah. from people that it's more like they feel like they're involved they're involved in that they're listening like a lot of a couple people have said they feel like they're in the back seat listening to two of their friends yeah. talk in the front seat you when know? i think we make a real effort to mention people yeah. that that make comments and that listen to the show because we wouldn't be here without you guys no exactly and i think a lot of podcasts <laughs> or a lot of the bigger podcasts have it's they forgotten them, their listeners it's them and the fans where mm-hmm. us i feel like it's all of us. I feel yeah. like it's a group We're a thing. Team. Yeah, I feel like it's a group thing. So cool. thank you so much, Jeremy. That meant the world to us. Thank you. Here I've we- got one from Donald Rose. Sure. It was something he sent us on uh, Facebook. And I think it must have been like the day because he's a new stranger. Did, was he listed in your group today? Yeah. Okay. Yep. He said, you guys are the best. I absolutely love the 411 episodes. I have not stopped listening since I found you guys on my iPhone. And we, of course, responded, thanking him. And he said, I'm listening to you guys right now. I'm on episode nine. You make my long work day so much better. Thank you. Awesome. So Thank you. So that's awesome. Yes. Thank and you you're so welcome. much. Yeah. And then just real quick, when we posted, I, I copied kind of your post on Facebook asking for stories and I put it on Instagram. And AC Forever is one of our um, followers, and she just said congratulations, you guys. So I'm assuming she is a listener. Well, thank you. But I just wanted to mention her because when people reach out to say congratulations, I just think that's really nice, and we really appreciate that. So It is. Thank you so much. All right. Should we do a sound clip? Yeah, let's do a sound clip. Um, let's see. Let me open up my handy-dandy folder here. Who should we start with? Should we start, start with, with one of Devin's? Because Devin? Dude, the hat oh, man. Oh, the hat man. Because <sighs> we had... Uh, you know, Rhonda Zahn has been on the show and a Mark. couple times, and Mark and Brittany sent us a story about. I think it was the Hat Man the hat for man. An, our, our other listener episode. Yeah. So and this is their daughter is, Brittany, and now her brother Devin. Yeah, this is their son Devin talking about his encounter with the Hat Man. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Devin Zahn, and I'm going to share my story with you today. This is the story of my old house in Manitowoc, my first house actually. Uh, where I've experienced the hat man or shadow man or whatever you call him on several occasions. Um, Well, the first time being the most prominent, uh, I was in my room, probably six or seven years old, uh, just reading a book or more or less looking at pictures in a book on my bed. Uh, And in my house, it was set up where my bedroom, uh, you walk out, immediately turn to the left you're in the bathroom um so i mean it's right there next to my room um but anyways uh i remember looking up from my bed and looking to the right towards my door towards the hallway and um it's clear as day literally five feet from me uh uh i had the hat man walked out of the bathroom and just stood in my doorway looking at me um my parents still don't believe me. They're ghost hunters themselves. They're full believers. They're not skeptics at all. They still don't believe me to this day. Uh, but it's something I, I remember and will always remember, even at such a young age. Um, as a description, uh, he was probably seven, eight feet tall and uh, completely black, like a silhouette, but in physical form, um, in physical 3D form. Uh, he wore a long black trench coat, obviously black trench coat, 
and a very tall top hat. Uh, didn't have an, didn't have a face, didn't have eyes, but you, I could feel him looking at me. Um, now I don't know how I got out of the room, but all I remember is being in my sister's room screaming. I it, I was awake the entire time. I wasn't asleep. I I remember this clear as day. I remember running into a room, but I don't remember getting past the guy. But uh, that's not the only time I ran into him. Me, me and my sister Brittany, who's also been on the show, been mentioned a couple of times. I've seen him at the same time. Um, we were both eating uh, dinner in our kitchen, our dining room, uh, where we actually uh, had a clear view of our parents' room, our parents' window. Um, and that's where we saw it. We both, I don't know why we both looked over at the window at the same time, but when we did, we saw uh, the hat man walk right past the window, um, shoulder height. You could see the top hat. You could see it was a black silhouette. You could see it was the hat man. Now, that wouldn't be so scary on its own. I mean, of course, it would be scary on its own. The part that made it more scary for us is that window sits a solid eight, nine feet off the ground. So that would put this hat man's height at, at least 10 feet. So um, that's our two experiences, my two experiences from the house. Uh, there is a third one that isn't as scary. I mean, it's mostly sounds, but... Uh, that one, um, we were actually moving out of the house at that point. All our furniture had been out, and I don't know why I had stopped there that night, but I did um, with my girlfriend at the time. And she was in the bathroom, and I was sitting at the same spot in the kitchen. And uh, I remember looking over at my parents' room again at the closet right next to that window, and it was closed. Um, but when the time had come for us to leave, I had done a final sweep of the house to make sure all the lights had been off and everything. And when I had gotten back to my parents' room, the closet door was open. And it's, it's an old older door, so you would definitely hear it open, but it was just ajar. But uh, come to realize as we got back in the car, I had forgotten to turn off the main light in the living room. So uh, her, my girlfriend at the time, knowing the experience I had just experienced, had sent me in alone, of course. Um, so I got in, I turned, went to the light switch and uh, turned it off, pitch dark in the house now. And I had reached the front door again. And all of a sudden I hear a loud door creaking from somewhere inside the house. Never found out which door it was, never cared to find out. I was out of there within seconds. But those are my three experiences from the house. Hope you enjoyed them. I'm out. Okay. That, for some reason, the creaking door thing creeped me out more than anything else. Really? <laughs> Not that seeing the hat man wouldn't totally terrify me, but just the idea that he went back into a house that was completely empty, shut off the light, and as he was leaving, heard a door but creaking. But I, th I think that ties in with like how paranormal activity in a, a place ramps up when they're doing mm -hmm. work on the place. And this and is I, really recent. They yeah, just moved out in the feel last like year or two. Packing up and moving, yeah. I, th I feel like that increases... The energy of whatever is there because you're making changes in well, the. I think Mark's done work in the house over the years. Yeah. I remember him refinishing some floors yeah. and. Yeah. So I've known you guys for about. I just figured this out because we've we've always tried to figure out how long we've known each other. My husband and I will be celebrating our 12 year wedding anniversary, and you guys were at my wedding. Yeah. So I knew you before our wedding. So I it's safe to say I've known you guys for like 13. I think plus 13 years. years. So I've known Devin and Brittany that long too, and I remember when. I hope this doesn't embarrass. Devin. <laughs> but I remember when I 
first started getting to know you guys, um, I remember Mark and Rhonda saying that Devin slept on the floor in their bedroom yeah, because he would not sleep upstairs in yeah. his room. And now I understand yeah. why Yep, that I wouldn't want to sleep up there either. Um, so yeah, interesting. I, I mean, that's a lot like my green thing, yeah. the green guy I saw in my bedroom when I was a kid. I know that I saw that. I know that it wasn't a dream. You weren't dreaming. You yeah. know, so I totally get where Devin's coming from that he saw this thing and when people don't believe him, it sucks because... I wonder why they don't believe him. I don't though. know. Because I, I know Rhonda has had experiences in that house yeah. too. I mean, we've talked about the hat man in another episode and yeah. I think it's just so fascinating that so many people see this specific... Right, wearing a top uh, shadow hat. person. I mean, yeah. it's a, obviously a shadow person. From most of the accounts, it's a shadow yeah. person where it's just the silhouette. That's creepy. But it's fascinating to me that there's, there's a specific one, mm-hmm. you know, so, yeah. So, thank you so much, Devin. Yeah, I, thanks, Devin. I loved hearing it from both Devin and Brittany. Yeah. I liked hearing their experiences with yeah, that. Yeah, and I think Brittany actually left. She gave us a recording of it, right? It was in her own voice. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. that's pretty cool. You've, heard so, from, you've now heard from the entire Zon family yeah, so on, this episode, that's pretty cool. on this podcast. That's pretty cool. Uh, we have another story from Devin yeah, for later, put, too. Okay. We'll do that one later. Yep. So, what, what do you want to do next? I'm just going to read a quick story we got from one of our strangers. Okay. This is from one of our new strangers, Ray. He says, this is going to kind of be a copy and paste because I already posted the same story on Reddit under the username filter hat. It only got 11 upvotes though. So dot, dot, dot. <laughs> I still don't really understand the upvote stuff. I think that's a like, I think that's like a Facebook like. Okay. I don't know. I, I go to Reddit once in a while to read stuff, but I don't know how it works. So Ray sent in, I was chilling in a hotel room in Manila, just spaced out and facing the window, kind of meditating. Then out of nowhere, I see a human-sized thing fall past said window. I'm like, holy crap, I just saw someone kill themselves. Eventually, morbid curiosity led me to stand up and walk slowly towards the window, heart pounding on what atrocity I might see when I look down. I open the window and stick my head out, forcing myself to look, bracing for the worst. Nothing. Cars were still honking in traffic, sidewalks were bustling, no ambulance, and no police. Everything was normal. To this day, I have no clue what happened. If any of you are curious, I was staying at the Holiday Inn Galleria, which is a pretty old hotel. After checking online for past suicides in that area, there were two that came up. One that possibly occurred about a block away in the 2000s, and one in the mall attached to the hotel, which happened in 2012. Hmm. Congrats on your 50th episode, by the way. Best regards, Ray. Thank you, Ray. And I think that's fascinating, too. Like, the thought... I don't know. I don't know what I would feel in that... human size... When dropping past the window. Wow. And there was nothing. Yeah, I, I can I can actually feel, I can imagine what that would feel like, not wanting to get up and go look, but feeling like you have to go you look have and to your look. heart pounding. I mean, pounding, yeah, you like, have to. Am I going to find like a twisted body laying on the ground below? That's really creepy. It Thank is, God he didn't find anything. Yeah. Because that would have been way worse. But I mean, what was it? I don't know. I mean, if it were like garbage or something i don't know it would be it would be there on the ground I don't or know. you would see it still floating around flying around in the garbage i don't think would fly up that high i don't know how it could be a shadow although i suppose that's possible uh, it is possible somebody undocumented killed themselves and this is just like a an energy it's just like the replaying of them killing themselves which is a or i meant horrible like idea uh, this is gonna sound super far-fetched but like a plane flying overhead casting kind of like a weird shadow that moved. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just grasping at straws here. Yeah. You know us, we try to find explanations first, but yeah, that's interesting. It is interesting. I think it's creepy too. There's something about that. There's something about that that freaks me out. I don't Mm -hmm. know what it is. And next we have a sweet voicemail left on our strange sessions hotline from Bridget. 
one of our beloved listeners. And fellow um, podcaster. podcaster. Yep. Check out her podcast, My Best Vintage Life. Yep. Very fun. Okay. Ready? It is because I am not like a vintage yeah, me person. Either. Like I don't go out. but She I, makes it fun though and She does. Like I enjoy listening to yeah, the podcast. Totally. And it makes me kind of wish I did that. You know. Yeah. Like I'm into retro stuff. Me too. But I don't think that's the same as vintage. You know, vintage is more... She could answer that question. Yeah, she can. I think vintage is more authentic. Yeah, I think vintage is like a specific thing. It's something that is um, quantified or, you know, you can measure, whatever. Yep. I'm not saying it. Use your words, Krista. Retro (laughs) to me is just like, I mean, I don't know. When I think of retro, I think like 1950s. You know what I mean? See, I think of 80s and 70s. Really? Yeah. See, I think that's the thing. Retro can mean something different to everyone. Yeah. But I think vintage... Is, is tied to a specific... Well, no, because vintage... But there's vintage 90s stuff. Yeah. There's vintage 80s stuff. Bridget, call us back yeah, and let us know <laughs> about this. <laughs> Clearly, we don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> but um. this is the sweet message we got from Bridget. Hi, Kurt. Hi, Krista. It's Bridget. Happy 50th anniversary to you. From one podcaster to another. That's my song. Anyways, happy 50th um, episode, guys. I almost said 50th anniversary. (laughs) Oh, my God. That would be terrible. Um, Thank you so much for creating such a great podcast. And thanks for being my, my virtual friends. Is that what you would say? I don't know. Just thanks for being my friends in general. You guys are great. Congratulations on 50 episodes, and um, I'm hoping for 50 more, and 50 more after that. I don't really have any listener story to share with you, and I'm glad. I'm knocking on wood. You hear that? Knocking on wood. Um, But I do have some episode suggestions, or at least one. I think it would be cool if you guys covered the Somerton Man from Australia. Um, I'm not sure if you've ever heard of that case, but it's pretty cool. It's definitely, definitely strange. So anyways, that's just my suggestion because I don't really have anything to share and I hope to keep it that way. So thanks guys for everything and uh, congratulations. Bye. Aw, thanks, Bridget. Thank you, Bridget. Loved your little song. So sweet. Yeah. Is that our only song? I'm betting that's the only song we got. I think that is the only... Well, we got Jamie's... Jamie uh, did provide the little harmonica intro yeah, for today. Yeah, the little intro we played at the beginning of the episode was sent in by Jamie, who has who sat in on our Area 51 episode and who created our awesome theme music. Yes. So thank you thank for that, you, Jamie. Jamie. We but hope I, we didn't confuse anyone with that. <laughs> we figure we pro- people are probably like, just stop listening right and like, try downloading it again. <laughs> so thank you so much for that, Jamie. Yeah. Um, and thank you, Bridget. And thank you for the suggestion. I have never heard of this case. Had you? The summer, yeah. yeah. What is I, it? The Summerton Man? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I've also heard it called something else, but I can't think of it off the top of my okay. head. But it was basically uh, this dead guy they found that they didn't know where he was from, and he had like a piece of paper in his pocket. Was he on the beach? Yes. Okay, I do remember that. Just like in a suit? Yep. On, like propped up on the beach? Okay. Yes, I remember that. Well, thank you, Bridget. It was very sweet We're, of that you. That is going to be an episode because okay. I'm fascinated by that. And I was 
currently trying to figure out if we should do that as part of a my favorite mini mystery or if that would be enough to carry a whole episode. You'll have to do some preliminary research. Yeah, and determine but that, that is going to be an episode because I'm fascinated with that whole story too. Very so cool. thank you so much, Bridget. Yeah, thank you. And she almost said happy 50th anniversary. <laughs> so thank you. It works. <laughs> It's the anniversary of our It is an anniversary of the podcast. Um, So thank you, Bridget. And now we have another listener story that was sent to us, and this one was by Stranger Jen. She said, hey, strangers, I normally don't write in for these types of things because I feel like my story is never good enough, but you guys are always super awesome, so I thought I would share my story. Jen. Thank you. You're good enough. You are good enough. And so is your story. Yes. I haven't even heard it yet. Back in 2012, 2013, I can't remember the year, I was working for Walt Disney World as an attractions cast member at Splash Mountain. We always talked about the ghost at Splash and Pirates as cast members. And I hear this, that there's a lot of people that think that the, you know some of these attractions have mm-hmm. ghosts. But you never really thought much of it. The ghosts were said to have been people who died. I used air quotes because you can't actually pronounce people dead in the parks. That I knew. That if you die... Well, that would be bad for business. Yeah, you cannot pronounce somebody. You can drag them out to the parking lot and now they're dead. Oh my God. You know. That's slightly horrifying. Yeah. The ghosts were said to be... <laughs> the ghosts were... Ha- <laughs> the ghosts were said to have been people who died. I used air quotes here because you can't actually pronounce people dead in the parks at the attraction, usually for not following the safety guidelines. And then she puts in big letters, stay in your ride vehicle, people. Anyways, I was working in one of the positions where you monitor the ride and make sure people are staying seated, not touching things, nothing's going wrong, etc. While I was in there, one of the ride triggers went off and the camera for that section popped up on the monitor. The, quote, person was on the left side of the ride flume, and I watched the man who was just a shadow. I could see a full body outline, but no distinct eye features or clothing features. Step halfway out of the shadowed part of the ride, and then quickly step back out from view. We sent the runner, like we are trained, to make sure everything was fine, since people on the ride path happens, which it does. You're not supposed to do that. And they couldn't find anyone, nor did they run into anyone on the way to or the way from. I didn't think anything of it at the time and brushed it off as maintenance going through a wrong door and not telling us, which also happens. Flash forward a few days later, we had downtime at the attraction that required us to reset it. In order to do this, we have to go out into the ride at certain sections and physically push the area's reset buttons. Curious as to how the, quote, maintenance man was able to get in and out of view so quickly, I volunteered to go to drop three where I saw them on the camera. Excited to figure it out, and to get the ride running again because people get antsy. I hurried off to my area to wait for the reset. When I got there, I looked across the ride to where I had seen them and realized very quickly that there was no way for someone to have been there, let alone for them to have left so quickly. Aside from the fact that there isn't a ton of room on that side, the exit I saw him leave from is a straight drop down with no ladders or door access. The only way a person could have been able to enter or exit is from a door maybe 10 feet in the other direction that would have set off multiple cameras as he passed through them, and the runner would have had to pass them as well. Needless to say, I was instantly freaked out despite my deep love for spooky paranormal things. As soon as I could leave that position, I bailed and never requested that section of the ride again. Thank you guys for reading slash listening to my experience. I love the podcast so much, and I am so thankful for the Strangers Group. Happy 50 episodes, and stay strange. Thanks, Jen. Thank you so much, Jen. And that's like another 
kind of shadow person. Yeah, I, I feel. And, well, totally. And yeah. that's that's the first thing that my mind went to is that if you if they're going to go through all the trouble of having this sophisticated camera and security system, yeah, the cameras aren't only going to show a shadow person. It, it's not the camera. Yeah. The fact that she shot, saw a shadow person, yeah. to me is really compelling because yeah. I think if it were a real person, you'd see features. Yep. Because why would you have a camera if you couldn't see features? Yeah. If that makes sense. And that story was sense. perfectly good enough. It was great. Yes. I, I'm fascinated by the idea of ghosts on theme park rides. I think that's really interesting. You know, is it possible that this was somebody that just genuinely loved that ride that died and wanted to be there? Their afterlife is continually riding that thing. Possibly. I mean. It seemed like they were very much just going about their business. Yeah. Not yeah. standing there looking at you or whatever. Yeah. They were. They had just gotten off the ride and now they're, you know. Yep. Going to so go I think get back in line. <laughs> I think that's totally fascinating. So yeah. thank you so much, Jen. Yeah, thanks, Jen. So now let's do a voicemail from Dash. Okay. Hey, Kurt. Hey, Krista. It's Dash. I just wanted to say congratulations on 50 episodes. And three minutes isn't a whole lot of time to tell you guys a story. But I can give you a little bit of a story, and I think I've already told Kurt the whole story, so maybe he can elaborate on it after I tell it. But our basement in St. Peter's, Missouri, in the house we bought last year, is fairly active with some kind of haunting or vortex or something. And one night when I was in the kitchen with my wife, Jessie, we heard a thudding in the basement. And when I walked over to the door to look down the stairs, I saw the shadow of a pair of legs running across the basement. The shadow was stretched out down towards the stairway, as if whatever it was was on the far end of the basement, just like jogging across the room. And so after that, we went and cleansed the basement, burning sage, and throwing salt and all that crazy stuff. And it did not seem to work. We are constantly having uh, interactions with something in the basement, moving things, making loud noises. And sometimes it even ventures up into our kitchen. Anyway, I hope you guys have a great show, and congrats again. Stay strange. I love it. I do too. Thank you so much, Dash. Thanks, Dash. So he's shared some of this in The Strangers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's talked about it in Strangers. Him and I have talked about it. And it sounds like his place there is like crazy active. Like stuff happens there a lot. And his and this kids kind react of, to stuff. Is he, was he the one who his, his son keeps waking? Is it his son? I believe so, waking yeah. waking up in the middle of the night and is crying and saying there's a monster in his room? I believe so. I could be thinking of another story, but I thought that was him. But, but yeah, it, this was really kind of scary. like another shadow, yeah, per, like a partial shadow person. Shadow person. Hmm. So I, I, I would actually love for you and I to get down there and check that out because yeah. I really think from the stuff that he's told me that there's a lot of activity at that place. Yeah. I mean, a lot happens there. Mm. So I totally road believe trip. that. Yeah, definitely a road trip. I don't want to stir anything up, though. No, but we could also see some of these Missouri places that we talked about yeah, in, the, we could. in the last episode. That'd be really fun. So thank you. So I don't really have much to elaborate on because he told me that. And, you know, he's told me a couple other things, but I'll save that for if he has an update on stuff. Like, I kind of want him to keep us updated on what's going on yeah. with the voicemails and stuff like that. Definitely. But he's shared a lot with me, and it sounds like that's pretty crazy active at his place. So yeah, I don't think I could do it. I'd, I'd have to move. <laughs> I'm sorry. As much as I'm really into this and I seek this out, I don't want to live in a house that has activity. Never. I did, and Never, it wasn't ever. that bad. 
Eh. Eh. I wouldn't sleep. I would never want to be alone. I, I couldn't handle it. I don't know. I don't know why the apartment stuff didn't bother me more than it did. Yeah, because it, really it was didn't. creepy as all ghetto. Because I felt like there was nothing threatening there. But I've been told that I'm too, not naive, but too accepting that everything sure. is good. And yeah, that, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Hmm. But okay. I think his place is active. I really do Obviously. from the stuff that he's told me. So thank you so much, Dash. Yeah, thanks, Dash. And now we are going to read another story. This one was sent to us by Stranger Carly, and she sent in, Hi guys, I hope this isn't too late for the 50th episode. It's not. You did good. Congrats <laughs> on the podcast. Love your work. Thank you. Take what you want from these stories. You can tell them both or just one or none at all. Do what you like with them. It is a rambling email story. I have a couple of stories beside the saga of our family ghost, a little girl named Ace, who's been following us around for the last 40 or so years. Too long a story to tell, maybe another day. So good. I like knowing that we have something yeah, in the future we can hear. Yeah, something to look forward to. This one is from 2010. I went on a ghost adventure with an old friend from school and the local little ghost group he used to hang out with. It was informal and word of mouth, although these guys were quite serious and had EVP equipment and the like. The lead guy was a medium called Marty, an unassuming guy, quiet and down to earth. We were at a huge park in my hometown of Brisbane, Australia. So cool. Down under. Yeah, I would love to visit Australia. That'd be so cool. That has had reports of supernatural activity for the last hundred or so years. We were in one particular tunnel where two young boys had a notorious haunting experience years earlier, and the photos we were taking were covered in orbs. Marty sensed that someone was there, so he stopped, and the other guys got their equipment out. He was standing there with his eyes closed, having a moment, and the rest of us kind of stood around and continued taking photos quietly. All of a sudden, one of the girls who had come along screamed and swore while holding her phone as far away from her as possible. She was terrified. We went and had a look, and she had taken a photo of Marty. Standing next to him was the ghostly figure of a woman in early 20th century clothes. It's creepy. Mm. <laughs> it wasn't completely solid, but her boots, long dress, and hat were clearly visible. So I can't say that I've ever seen a ghost, but I've seen a ghost in a photo that had just been taken. And that's all that I need to know that ghosts, whatever they may be, are real. Oh, man, I would love to see that photo. Yeah. There's also the time I was getting strange phone calls, including a phone call from God. Oh, you don't like phone calls, No, Kurt. I don't. At the time, 2013, I was in a really bad place, emotionally very introspective and disillusioned with the world. I felt like I was reaching a deeper place spiritually, but it wasn't pleasant. I was having quite dark thoughts about whether or not I wanted to live. Aww. Anyway, I know. I just... Well, I'm glad she's here I, to tell I, us the story. Yeah. I totally feel for people in yeah, that situation. me too. Because I was there and it sucks. Mm -hmm. Anyway, it was around this time that I started receiving strange phone calls. I was at my friend's place making jewelry with her daughter, who was about seven or eight at the time, on the lounge room floor. She was kind of sitting on my bag and she said, Carly, your phone is rumbling. She pulled it out and handed it to me, and it just said God with the phone number 77777 on the screen. That's really weird because you it wouldn't show up with a name unless you programmed it in there. Yeah. I don't I don't know enough about phone messages to know that, but if I got that, I'd yeah, be like... Yeah, but if somebody you've never, that's never called yeah, you before, yeah. their name doesn't come up. You have to add them as a contact in your phone. Yeah. And the phone was not audibly ringing, even though my phone definitely was not on silent. Hmm. That's strange. Yeah. I answered it and no one was there. When I looked at the screen again, the call had ended. This call didn't show up in my call log. A couple of times after that, I had missed calls on my phone's home screen from the phone number 77777, and they never showed up in the log. At this time, I was also noticing so many synchronicities. 
I didn't even know what it meant. I had to Google it, and I learned that it is a thing. They were happening to me so often that I had to figure out what it meant. Since then, I've had to dumb myself down because living on this planet is sometimes too much, and I also don't want to die, so I've had to kind of become numb, so these things have stopped happening to me. And as an aside, I totally believe that. What does she that. mean she doesn't want to die, though? Well, she doesn't want to kill herself, but she doesn't want... She's just disenchanted with life, mm-hmm. you know? And I get that way a lot, oh, too. Oh, I thought she meant the synchronicity No, I get that way a lot, too, is that it's just like, you know, why am I here? Why do I bother? And I feel like when you're in that kind of place, synchronicities either happen way more often to kind of show you that you're supposed to be there, mm-hmm. or you completely block out synchronicities from happen. So I completely understand what she's saying. Hmm. That because of the way she feels that sometimes the synchronicities stop. I'll talk about that again a little after I read her story. Okay. It happened again a while after that when I was in the car with my mom and aunt on the way to an Australian indigenous art center and we were talking about my deceased grandma who was indigenous. I grabbed my phone out of the bag to check it and there was the 7777 again. It hasn't happened much since, though. I did take photos of my phone in the bedside table and have it saved somewhere on a hard drive, but it doesn't prove much to anyone but me. But I thought these details were cool if you wanted to add those in. Is there any significance of the number seven in relation to like... Synchronicities? Or God? Probably. I mean, seven is kind of a a mystical number, but I also think like three is a mystical. I think a lot of numbers are are kind of mystical numbers. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I should really look that up. Mm -hmm. I kind of want to have an episode on synchronicities because I'm fascinated with synchronicities. It is fascinating. And then she said, P.S. I want to send you a taste test, but I have to think of something less obvious than a jar of Vegemite. Okay. I've never had Vegemite. I I messaged, I wrote her back and said, I never had Vegemite either. So I would actually love to try Vegemite because... Me too. I only know it from that Men at Work song, the ah. Vegemite sandwich. I mean, that's the only reason yeah. I know it, and I've always wanted to try it. So if you would like to send that, please feel free. We would be honored to We would to totally try it. try it. Yes. She said, I'll see what I can find. So thank you so much, Carly. I'm, I'm fascinated with synchronicities. I mean, I've talked about that on the podcast a lot. I have synchronicities happen with my 1111s, you know, and the 1111s seem to happen... I don't know how to explain it. The 1111 seem to happen in times where I feel like something big is happening, hmm. you know. In your life or in the world? In, in, in the general? world, okay. in general, but but like in a weird way that people don't realize. That sounds super crazy, but I feel like sometimes the world goes through changes that people don't realize. And I feel like when that happens is when I f- see these 1111 synchronicities, hmm. you know. And I know in the past I've kind of tied that in with the Mandela effect, and I know that sounds crazy. No, I don't. But think I, so. I feel like, you know, like the, what year was it that the world was supposed to end? 2012. 2012. And as it got closer to that day in December where it was supposed to end, my synchronicities ramped up. And mm-hmm. I have talked to a lot of people who are really big into this stuff, and they say that technically the world either was supposed to end or did end and we got pushed off into like a parallel universe kind of right. thing. Hence the and, Mandela and I effect. feel like that was a very significant time where something was going on behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds crazy, but I feel Not like really. when, when something is going on like that, I feel like that's when I see my synchronicities. Okay. So I totally understand what she's talking about where when she is going through some stuff, she sees this. Well, hopefully... If anything, Carly, you feel a little less alone in that, knowing that other people have the same experiences. And I'm glad you're still here because we wouldn't have been able to hear your cool stories and you wouldn't be part of our little community here. And we're just so happy to have you. I don't know if I talked about it on here, but years and years ago, I was at a point where I was kind of planning on 
ending it. Mm. So I totally get where people are coming from with that. And I, I, it's just such a dark place. So I'm happy you're not there anymore. I'm glad you're here, Kurt, too. I'd be talking to myself right now. Well, thank you, Carly, for sharing your story. Yeah. And, I don't know, giving us a little glimpse into your struggle. Yeah, thank you so much, Carly. I'm fascinated with the phone stuff. You know, I've talked about it, it creeps on here. Them that, out. I don't know. I don't know where my phone... I, had, I mean, it's not ever... that I don't like talking on phones, but there is something Creepy about... about it, yeah. There's something about phone phones that Okay, let's me. be honest. I've known you for, what did we say, 13 years. I yeah. think I've talked to you on the phone twice. I barely... I talked to, <laughs> I talked to my brother, Corey, on the phone. Yeah. I'm not um, big on phone either. I don't know. I guess I used to be before texting came around. Yeah. No, it's like you, Miranda, Rhonda, like all my close friends know that if I'm calling them, something is something, wrong. Something is bad. Exactly. You know, like, uh, yeah. So. so I did she mention this? And I hope I didn't just zone out for a second. Did she try calling the number back? I don't, She didn't mention it. And I don't think she did. Because I would have tried don't, calling the number back. 100%. I don't, know. I don't know. But I'm fascinated with this because it involves phones, which sketch me out in the first place yeah. and it involves synchronicity which i think is amazing so i love this story i really do it kind of sounds like she got the phone call she needed to get yeah, at that it does time. Hmm. it does cool should we do another voicemail yes so speaking of i just mentioned my brother Corey. Oh, we will do, do Corey's call so this is from my awesome little brother Corey, and potential intern and potential intern and <laughs> hopefully soon to be another guest co-host because yeah, he was with us in the John Teeter episode yeah, and he did a great, a great job and we're trying, I want him to come on with something that he's kind of super interested in. So we're, we're talking about possible topics. Nice. So this is from my brother, Corey. Hey, Kurt and Krista, it's Corey. Just wanted to congratulate you guys on episode 50. You guys put a lot of work into it, a lot of effort. You guys should be proud of what you guys have accomplished. Just want to let you know, anytime you need me to come on, I'll come on. This time, maybe I'll skip the bugs. Anyway, congratulations on 50, and here's to 50 more. All right, see you. Um, isn't Corey the one who gave us Corey's the bugs? Corey's the one that gave us the We're bugs. We're saving so Corey, these bugs Corey, you come Corey. back on. You're trying to bug. <laughs> and thanks for saying all the work that we do. I do no work. You do so, You do a lot of the technical stuff. I mean, I... I, I, I cut and paste. <laughs> whatever. Kurt does all the research. He puts this whole thing together. No. I'm no, just moral support. No. You are not just moral support. <laughs> we are partners. This is, a, this is our baby. That's our baby. This is our baby. And you do plenty of work. Okay, I Cop- guess I guess I'll take copying and pasting ain't easy. <laughs> yeah, right click, left click. <laughs> <laughs> no, you do just as much work as I do. You really do. I'll just nod. I couldn't do this without you. You'd be talking to yourself, so it'd be and I don't know weird. how to. I don't know what that little soundboard thing all is. Just a bunch of knobs and dials <laughs> and whatnot. No, Boards. you're 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 just as important as me. Well, I, will thanks, ne- Kurt. I will always agree to disagree on that. Yes. Because yes. you're I don't think you give yourself enough credit. I'm just saying more Murray. <laughs> <laughs> the more Murray thing wasn't your fault. I, well, it sort of was, but that's okay. <laughs> you're just a good friend. <laughs> Whatever. Well, thank you, Corey, for the <laughs> yes, message. Thank you, Corey. And again, you're not getting out of eating these bugs. <laughs> no, you're gonna try a bug. We yes. tried a bug. You're gonna try At a bug. At least one bug. Yeah. So thank you so much, Corey. <laughs> yes, You'll be on you. again soon. Um next. I will read another story. So this was a story that was sent in by Scott. We, I think we have an audio clip from him too that we'll play a little bit later. Okay. Scott writes, 
My sister and her 11-year-old daughter have been staying with me for the past few months. My niece overheard me listening to your show one day and fell in love with it. Oh, Aww, that's, that's awesome. Cute. I wonder how old she is. I don't know. No, 11. Oh, 11. Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. You just said that. I just had to do some math. I don't. <laughs> it wasn't even math. I just had to remember. <laughs> I had to do some. What? So was it? Sisters Recall? and niece. Yeah, like a like a family tree thing. Well, so you literally said his eleven year old niece, and then I literally <laughs> no, said, "How old geez. is she?" That's all right. It's early in the morning. Hey, people fall asleep listening to us. So yeah, don't be surprised if I don't listen to you. I was gonna say we can fall asleep talking. Sure. <laughs> My niece overheard me listening to your show one day and fell in love with it. She wanted me to play some more episodes for her. I read off some show topics, and she picked Black Eyed Kids creepy fascinating topic i've known about the topic for a few years but never gave it much thought when we listened to that show a couple of strange things happened the next day i had the day off work and had to go pick up my niece from the bus stop we live in the middle of nowhere the bus stop is a few miles away as i was driving down our little one lane country road i saw a young girl walking she looked to be about 14 to 16 years old I couldn't see what she looked like, though, because when she saw me coming, she ran up to a tree and hid by putting her face into the tree and covering it with her hands. That, that's that, weird. <laughs> that's strangely creepy. Like, who me does too. that? Yeah. I thought it was strange, but didn't think too much about it at the time. Later that same night, I had a run to town around midnight. It wasn't a school night, and my niece was up, so I asked her if she wanted to run to town with me. She did. On her way to town, I told her about the girl I saw at the tree, and she said... Quote, do you think she was a black-eyed kid? I told her no, not to worry about that stuff. Just a few minutes later, as we're driving through a small, unincorporated town, we saw two boys, one 16 to 17 years old and one about 8 or 9 years old, walking alone on the highway. They were near some houses, and they probably weren't black-eyed kids, but to be honest, it kind of freaked me out. Thanks for the stories and for making life a little bit more fun. I wonder if they were, had hooded sweatshirts on. I, that sounds like... You know, because they said a lot of times it's like a younger kid yeah, and an, an older, older kid. kid. So, I mean, that sounds mm-hmm. like textbook black-eyed kids. So, that's super fascinating to me because I've never... You should have pulled over and been like, hey, do you want to get in my car? Oh, yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you do that, let us know how it goes. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that and the girl running to the tree. I mean, I can see a girl doing that, but that's just weird. There's something, Why was she there alone? I don't know. There's something, weird. there's something about that whole scenario yeah, that, that just gives me the heebie-jeebies, as you would chills, say. Actually. Yeah, the yeah. heebie-jeebers. Yeah, so, no, thank you so much for those stories. And I don't know. I The whole the second, the two kids sounds like... It does. It does. It sounds like black The first kids. part of the story creeps me out more, though. Yeah, the first part of the story is weird. Yeah. I don't ever want to see that. No. I don't know. So thank you so much, Scott. Yeah, thanks, Scott. Coming up next, we have... Let's do this story that was sent in by Anna. Okay. Dash and Jesse's daughter, who loves our show. Oh, really? You know little Anna, little Anna Banana that we've uh, talked about on the show. I think we gave her a shout-out, a special shout-out. Anna Banana. Yeah, she's adorable. And she sent in a story to our call line. Oh, she did? She did. Oh, I'm so excited to hear this. So this is from Anna. This is Anna. Um, congratulations on your 50th episode. I have a story. Um, once we were at the park, I saw a little boy on the slide, but when I went over there, he wasn't there. So it, it was a rabbit from the park. I think it was a ghost. Bye. Okay, that I'm, is seriously is like the, the cutest, cutest story voicemail. that we have ever gotten oh on the show. 
I love so it. So that was adorable. That was Thank adorable. you so much, Anna. Yes. We just want to pick you up and hug you. So what did she say? She said she saw a little a boy, boy on a slide, slide. And then she went over and he was gone. And, and he was he, gone. He, and then she said, what did she say? I think she said he couldn't have, run, he couldn't have gone anywhere. Okay. So I remember yeah, yeah. Dash telling me about this. Interesting. That she saw a boy. And then she went over and there was nobody there. So, I mean, a lot of that goes along with the theory that kids can see ghosts oh, yeah. a lot easier yeah, yeah, than yeah. adults can. So I totally, totally believe she yeah. saw that. She might have seen something. So, she's having experiences at home. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. I, I think you and I need to go down there and check this so. place out. I really do. Well, thank you, Anna. Thank you so much, Anna. That was adorable. You, I wonder if you're our littlest listener. When we listen, Krista and I were both like, oh. A tiny stranger. Yeah. I love it. So, so thank cute. you so much, Anna. You. you are the best. Anna Banana. Anna Banana. I don't even know if they call her that, but we, I, in my that's head, what we're calling In her, my though. head, I always call her Anna <laughs> Banana. So thank you so much, Anna. And now we're now going to read a story that was sent in by listener Brian. We'll say his last name, Brian Young, because we have a couple Brians that, that listen. So yeah. this was Brian. He sent us the stuff from Buffalo. Am I his new moral support? You are his new okay. moral support. He okay. wants a Krista moral support from afar. You should be like, you should like wrench yourself out as moral support. <laughs> like in a 900 number? Not something? a 900 number. Oh, okay. That would be weird. So <laughs> this is from Brian Young. Hey, strangers. Here's my very, and he's a hardcore skeptic. So okay. he wasn't going to send this in, but. He's into Bigfoot though, isn't he? Or recently into Bigfoot? I don't. Did I maybe get him into Bigfoot? I'm I not don't sure. Remember. I know someone recently, and I thought it was him, was like, okay, I'm like going down the Bigfoot rabbit hole now. I think I'm kind of into it. But he's very skeptical with the paranormal stuff. Okay. And I said, we can. I could we, be I mean, thinking we're, of we're, someone else. We're I'm not, just skeptical too. Yeah. I need to almost see it for myself. So but. he sends in, here is my very own quote, paranormal incident. But first, a bit of background. My grandfather died when I was only 15 months old. My mother actually went into labor with my brother at his funeral. Ever since I can remember, she would tell me stories about how he would visit her and how he was looking over me and my brother. Needless to say, I have no memory of my grandfather, only pictures. However, I have been told that I inherited much of his personality, especially his love of gambling, and that is where my story begins. One night when I was 26 years old, I was sound asleep in my apartment on a Friday night when around 4 o'clock a.m. I felt something on my bed. Startled, I woke up and there was my grandfather sitting on the end of my bed, just sitting there looking at me. I wasn't scared, more just confused. I said, Grandpa? And he smiled and said, You know you shouldn't worry so much. Just place the bet. I asked what bet, and he said, Tomorrow, fifth race, be a blessing. Just place the bet. Then he got up, tapped me on the shoulder, and left. When I woke up the next morning, I called my mother and said, quote, I had the craziest dream last night, and she said, Was it my father? He said he went to tell you something. I said, Well, yeah, it was him. He told me to place a bet. She laughed and said, That's Dad. We hung up, and I made some coffee and opened the newspaper. Parentheses. Yeah, I'm old. We had newspapers then. No internet. <laughs> I remember. Just for a laugh, I went to the sports page, race page. Yes, the newspaper actually had a racing form in it. I lived quite close to a big track. Well, I looked up the fifth race, and there it was. Be a blessing. 18 to 1 odds. Now I was floored. Called my mother back and told her. She said, well, then go place the damn bet. I went to the track, went to the window to bet be a blessing to win in the fifth, and was told, sorry, be a blessing has been scratched. Got <laughs> Chris's eyes just got really wide. Got home, told my mother, and all she said, well, he wasn't very lucky at the track. <laughs> <laughs> now, let me be clear. I don't think this was a legit paranormal encounter. 
A, I probably saw the name in the paper sometime that week as I regularly looked at the form. B, in my subconscious, I associated horse betting with him. And C, my mother also being visited was nothing old. She said he visited often. So as a skeptic, I find nothing supernatural, but most people I tell the story to do. Plus, it is a fun story. Stay strange, Brian. I think that's a cool story. I do. I, think, I, yeah. I just think it's because you, you figure it's heading he's that gonna he's going to win, win a big, ton of money yeah. and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, no, be a blessing Race is didn't out. Even happen. <laughs> yeah, be a blessing is out. Aww. So I just think that's really a cool story. And yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, well, I, you do hear I, so many stories about relatives who passed yeah, visiting. Yeah. But I, I love know. his theories about why mm-hmm. it happened it's because he saw the name in the paper, you know, subconsciously and remembered it. So it's possible. I see stuff like that trickle into my dreams too. Stuff I've seen during the day or heard during the day. So, but I would be so mad if somebody came to me in a dream, told me what was going to win, and, and then it didn't win. And I'm like, seriously. It? There was just Birds a weird some bird like, doing something right outside the window, <laughs> like trying to. Was, oh. Well, it's like trying to get in the window. Well, it heard we were here and it probably did. It has a story. (laughs) So is he, I I might be getting people mixed up, but does he, he's really into like historic, is he into Jack the Ripper? Yes. Okay. So he does like with the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And he does like, I think he does speaking events and stuff like that. Yes. We got to do a Jack the Ripper episode. We definitely do. But no, I love that story. I think it's so cool. I think it's funny that it was like, no, sorry, be a blessing has been scratched, not in the race anymore. <laughs> so thank you so much wah, for the story, wah. Brian. Yeah. I don't know. Part of me part of me thinks that he was visited by his grandpa and grandpa didn't really have the Even right if it info. were via a dream, it doesn't mean it didn't you know, it doesn't mean there wasn't something significant yeah. about yep. it. Because I do think that we can be visited in our dreams. Yep. Interesting. Thank you, Brian. Thank you so much, Brian. Now I have a story from Casey, but she also sent in a sound clip. So we'll do the story now. I'm so excited about this story because I heard, and I mentioned this on the podcast before, I heard the story told on the Confessionals podcast, and I never listened to that show before. I just saw the title was called The Roof Walker. Yeah, because Roof Walker And I thought, well, that's creepy. And... I was I just had the chills through the whole episode. She got very emotional several times. Yeah. I got emotional listening to it. And I, I remember after we talked about it on our podcast, she messaged us and said, Hey, I just wanted you guys to know that was me. And yeah. she had already been a stranger, yeah. had already been yep. listening to our show. And I think she was the one who also thanked us for talking about um Sasquatch Chronicles yeah. because she ended up finding a lot of comfort. Yeah. In some of her experiences, knowing that other people had experienced them. Yes. So this is a really good story. I'm really excited that she's sharing it with the strangers. So she, I don't, I didn't listen to her podcast because we got it, I think, last night. So I haven't had a chance to listen, or not her podcast, her, the voicemail? her voicemail. And that's a different story from what I understand, okay. the voicemail. So this is what she sent us. Hello, Kurt and Krista. I would have called this in, but it is longer than three minutes. So sending you an email detailing it is better. I've only shared this story once publicly, but after some thought, decided to share it with you. If someone else has a similar experience, maybe telling mine will help them. I was born and raised in a border town to the south. In fact, my hometown was only 10 minutes from the border of Mexico. Being a southerner mixed with living on the border to Mexico, superstitious beliefs is part of how you are raised. I have always had paranormal encounters. That was common for me as Sunday family meals. Once I turned 18, I moved away. I wanted to explore and experience life beyond what I knew it to be. In early 1991, I moved back. I was a single mom expecting my second child. Since I had chosen to not start college right away, I returned home to attend college. My parents' home was out in the country, which is great on one hand, but it soon became too much. 
One night as I was studying for an exam, something hit the top of our roof. We lived, a, we lived in a double-wide trailer, so when it hit, it sounded like someone had dropped a very large boulder. I jumped up as my mom came running out of her room. We couldn't figure out what had just landed on the roof. As we were trying to figure this out, we heard footsteps. Up and down, it walked the length of the roof. Yuck. Mm-hmm. I called the police. Once they arrived and checked the roof and all around the house, they couldn't find anything. The officer told us to call if it happened again. The next night, the same thing happened again. We heard something very large land on the roof, and then we heard the walking. I called the police. They came up but found nothing. This time they said they would stay there to see if whoever was doing this would come back. It didn't come back until the next night. This time the police brought out their canine unit. The canine officer no sooner got out of his car when we heard the walking on the roof. He takes his dog and runs towards the front side of the home. We heard the dog yelp out. Next thing we see the officer carrying the dog that was shaking. The officer looked at my mom and said, quote, We can't help you. You need to call a priest, not us. Yeah, anytime you have a Gives cop you tell chills. you to call a priest, yeah. it ain't good. Night after night, without fail, right on cue, it would land on the roof and then walk up and down the roof all night long. When I would come in from classes, since I took them in the evening, I always felt like something was watching me. Sometimes the fear of something grabbing you would become so strong that you couldn't get inside fast enough. One night in particular, my daughter needed to go to the ER in the middle of the night. When we got back, I had locked the door behind me. As a habit, I turned the knob to make sure it was locked. As soon as I let go of the knob, the knob turned as if someone from the other side was checking the knob. We never knew when the roof walker was going to begin their nightly walk. We tried to make sure not to go out once I came in from classes. I was a few weeks shy of graduating when the worst night with a roof walker, or roof, I say roof. I'm trying not to say mm. roof because everybody laughs at me when I say roof. I was a few weeks shy of graduating when the worst night with the roof walker took place. My second child was only a few months old at the time. She had fallen asleep in her bassinet that was in the living room. I didn't want to wake her by moving her from the room, so I decided to go lay down in my room until she woke up for her bottle. I hadn't been asleep for very long when I woke up to sounds of toys being played with. It sounded like someone was playing with a spin top and someone else was playing with one of those toys that make a whistle sound as you pull a stick out of the bottom. I can hear that in my mm-hmm, head. Totally. I could hear my youngest laughing as if someone was playing with her. That just gives me the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> my room was close to the back door. As I got to the back door, I could hear a puppy whining and sniffing along the bottom of the door. I figured someone had dropped the puppy off since a lot of people will do that out in the country. As I reached to open the door, as plain as day, I heard a female voice say, quote, You don't want to see what's out there. I immediately felt like someone had poured a bucket of ice on me. I went to get my youngest and make her a bottle. As I was making the bottle, the same puppy sounds, whining and sniffing, were now at the window above the kitchen sink. Yuck. <laughs> That's giving me oh, I, I literally have the goosebumps right now. There's no way any human or puppy could reach the bottom of that window with the ease that this thing was. I honestly don't know if I made her bottle correctly or not. All I wanted to do was get back to my bedroom where my oldest was asleep in her bed and pray. I didn't want to walk by the back door again, but I had to. As I got close to the door, I heard a howl just like the howl you will hear in a movie from a werewolf. I pushed my oldest daughter's bed up against the bedroom door. All night long, I sat up in my bed with both of my babies. I prayed and prayed all night long. Daylight could not come fast enough. The walker was walking up and down the roof as I sat there huddled on my bed. Once I graduated, I was out of there. I did not want my children to experience this or anything like it. Since then, I make sure all of the curtains on my windows are closed before the sun goes down. I don't look out the windows at night. I do everything to avoid being out at night because the fear of that time is still with me. I have since learned that I have had a dogman experience. I don't know. All I know is that dogman or whatever it was definitely came from the belly of hell. That's the only way I know how to describe it. 
what it did during those months, the sounds, the fear it caused, etc. To this day, out of all my paranormal experiences, this one was by far the worst. It definitely left a permanent mark on my life. Thanks for putting out one of the best podcasts there is. Congratulations on your 50th episode. Here's to another 50 more. Thank you so much, Casey. Yeah. And that's, yeah. So. That's not cool. No. So, and I I cannot stress enough, go listen to this podcast because reading it it is. What podcast? The Confessionals. The Confessionals. Reading it and hearing it, you know, read to you is one thing, but hearing her tell it in her own words and hearing her, she's reliving this stuff yeah. and the fear and the yeah. emotion in her voice. I do not doubt a single part of the story. No. It, it it was so real coming out of her mouth. I, I was literally just like, I remember driving on going, no, oh my God. <laughs> the part about the puppy, that really creeps me out. Yeah. Really creeps me out because you know that was not a dog out no. there. Nope. So that's... Ugh. That's a heck yeah, of a thank story. Thank you for sharing. That is, I can't even imagine the terror. Yeah, thank you so much, Casey. It. I don't know what to say. That's just creepy. Yeah, it's really creepy. So now, this was a voicemail sent in by Scott, who we read a story from just a little while ago. This was a voicemail he sent in. So this is from Stranger Scott. Hey, guys. I wanted to share a story with you for your listener stories episode. When I joined the Strange Sessions group, I wrote a message to you guys asking if you would ever consider doing an episode on the ghost lights of Chestnut Ridge. I wanted to share the reason why I asked in the first place. When I was a kid, my father used to tell me the story about seeing a strange light in the woods when he was a teen back in the 1970s. We live in northern West Virginia near the border with Pennsylvania, and we live at the southern end of the Chestnut Ridge. He and a friend were out riding ATVs in a remote area of the woods one night. The ridge, as we call it, was only accessible by an off-road trail at the time. It was a good spot for a couple of boys who wanted to get away from their parents for a while, so they stopped their ATVs to have a left-handed cigarette. While they were hanging out, one of them saw a strange light over the hill. My dad said it was one of the scariest things he's ever seen. It made him feel uneasy. He said it moved up the hill so smoothly that he knew it couldn't be a flashlight, a lantern, or headlights from another ATV because they would be bouncing, trying to make it up this terrain. And where this light was coming up was nowhere near the trail. It was coming straight up the hill. He said that it gave off a green glow. When the thing reached the top of the hill, it started coming their direction. They panicked, and they took off on their ATVs back to their house. When he got home, my dad said he was shook up and felt like he had witnessed something out of this world. He really believed it to be something extraterrestrial. So the next day, he was talking to an old-timer who lived down the road, And he told him about what had happened that night. Now, this old timer told him that when he was a teenager in the 1920s, he and his brother went up there to camp out one night, setting up a tent, having a fire. One of them saw a light coming towards the camp. Now, you know, this is the 1920s. They didn't have ATVs or a fast way to get out of there. So they decided to hide in the brush. The old timer told my dad that he got a good look up close at this light. And it was just a ball of light. But... He said he got the impression that it was intelligent because it looked around the campsite for a couple of minutes before going back from the direction it came. Now, this freaked him out pretty good. And he said that neither him nor his brother slept that night. And first light the next morning, they got out of there. Now, as a kid, I loved these stories. They fascinated me. And getting into my teenage years, the ridge was a good spot for friends and me to go hang out. We would go up there and go hunting for the light. None of us ever saw it, but it was a huge part of growing up. It was a huge part of my life. 
but I always assumed it was just a story. It was something fun. That was until a few years ago when I was listening to Coast to Coast AM and I heard a documentary filmmaker on there talking about his new documentary, The Ghost Lights of Chestnut Ridge. And the stories he told that night were so similar to the stories that I had heard growing up from my father and from this old timer. I don't know what it is my father saw, but I am determined to see this thing for myself. I think it's the only way I'll ever get any answers. Love your podcast. Keep up the good work. Okay, first off, as he was talking, Kurt said, he's got a great podcasting voice. He does. Have, he <laughs> Which so, he totally does. He, yeah, he does have a great podcasting voice. Yeah, you might want to think about a side hustle there, Scott, because yep. you've got, you know, at least the voice for it. Yes. So. Yeah, that's a really cool story. I love stories like this that have kind of crossed over generations yeah. like I, I love i know you're super fascinated with like lights like ghost lights light. like the paulding totally. lights yeah even but though i totally think that was debunked <laughs> i know <laughs> in our episode about it we were like eh. it's interesting to think that just a i'm not an orb person i do not like orbs i think most orbs that people claim to capture in videos and photographs are just dust bugs but i think there's a difference whatever. between ghost lights and orbs yeah i think that's totally different so i just want to clarify there but the fact that the the early story from the old timer and his what grandfather yeah um that it seemed to have an intelligence to yeah. it that is really fascinating yeah, to me like it really came and looked story. around their campsite and then went back the way it came yeah so did they say what color that one was? Because I did, I know the Wasn't story. It green? Well, the story with his dad when they were on the ATVs in the seventies, that was green. Yeah. But I don't know if the, I don't recall now, even though it literally was two minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> if the story of the old time or the one that came to their camp was green as well. I don't remember if he I said that or either. not. But. So many of those are green. So many of those lights are green. Mm-hmm. The ghost light reports that I see. So I don't know. I just think it's super interesting. I yeah. I love the idea of ghost lights, but I think like what is I, it? I think even though we debunked the the Paulding light? lights, I well, still we think, didn't debunk it. Well, no, other people did, but yeah. I, we we exposed, exposed their, debunk- their debunkery. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> oh, debunkery is way better than debuncture. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> what's weird is ghost lights are that thing that I have no clue what, how to even explain what they could possibly be. Just no, like energy. But, uh, I just I know, know so many of them get immediately called headlights in the distance or yeah. whatever, or or fireflies you know, or, or earth earth lights ball coming. Lightning yeah, ball or whatever, lightning. Yeah. So I've I just never I'm, seen. I'm always going to be fascinated with them. So mm-hmm. I think that was an awesome story. So thank you so much. Yeah, Scott. I love that. I thank think it's really cool that he searches this. Yeah, he seeks this out yeah. for himself because he have asked us if, if, if we do an episode about that place. And I think well, it might be that, a mini mystery or in a episode about the state. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of people West like Virginia. a lot of people like our state episodes. Well, which, and my a close friend of mine is from. Oh, I, I've talked about this. Lives in West Virginia and Harper's Ferry. Yeah, and that's supposed to be a yep. very yep. haunted area. So very cool. So thank you so yeah, much, thank Scott. You, Scott, for both now, stories. We are going to listen to Allison's. Okay. She uh, hated sending this because she says that she talks too fast and her southern accent is thick. Oh, I'm gonna love it though. But our accent is supposed accent i still don't think we have one but supposedly our accents are thick they're don't en- you know they're in- don't you know hey they're endearing yeah our wisconsin <laughs> accents are endearing you could have such a good wisconsin accent you i really could. could i mean like when you talk you don't have an accent to me but when you do <laughs> that I pretend to have when one you, your pretend accent is very good oh my god <laughs> okay hey Kurt and krista it's allison from alabama I've been listening for quite some time. Thanks to the amazing April supplying me with podcast recommendations. Congratulations on 50 episodes, and I hope y'all have many more to come. 
Um, I have lots of personal paranormal encounter stories, but I wanted to share some of my favorites about my loved ones who've passed on. Um, I've shared some here and there in the group, so I won't reshare those, but anywho, here goes. Uh, so my sister's high school sweetheart slash fiance, he passed away in 2008 after a four-wheeler accident. Uh, we were always really close and I could talk to him about anything. A few, few years after his accident in 2010, my sister and I moved in together in this uh, little two-bedroom apartment in town. Um, our bedrooms were on opposite sides of the apartment, but only separated by, like, a short wall leading out of my room and then the living room in the middle. I was home alone one day, and I heard a noise in the kitchen, so I came out of my room to check on it. As I came around the corner of the hallway wall, um, I saw him standing inside my sister's bedroom. I saw, like, his entire self. He looked exactly as I remembered him, and I even remember it looked as if he was wearing his own clothes, a green and white striped polo, khaki pants, and the boots he always wore. And he just had that bubba smile that always lit up the room. Uh, fast forward to 2018, after I had my oldest daughter, I was carrying her into the dining room at my house I live in now, and I caught a glimpse of the same green and white and his brown shaggy hair in my back front store windows. I never acknowledged seeing in the moment, but like I always make a mental note to tell my sister later on. As I sat down at the table with my daughter, she pulled her pacifier out, um, held it in front of her, and said, Here, Bubba, and giggled. We've never talked about him to my daughter, and there, there isn't anyone else who we call Bubba. That was just my name for him. To quote Paranormal Palaver, it gave me the ghost bump. <laughs> well, there goes. Can't wait to hear more from y'all. Hope y'all are doing well. Talk to y'all later. Okay, the baby offering the pacifier to Bubba is what got me. <laughs> it's funny. It'd be funny if we recorded our reactions when we're listening to these, which we're not because we're listening and then we insert it. But yeah. like when we got to that part, Krista went, "Oh my god!" Yeah, like really loud. That's crazy. And by yeah. the way, I love your Southern drawl. It's yeah. awesome. But on the other hand, it's good that they don't hear us during them because that, that little while ago we were both singing Vanilla Ice <laughs> for whatever reason I can't remember. Stop. Collaborate <laughs> and listen. That's what we were saying. So no, that was a really, really good story. Yeah, I love stuff like that. I do too. I mean that that stuff makes me wonder if the person coming back are is it just like an energy, like residual energy of the person of the you know is the ghost does they do they know what they're doing? Right? Are they checking in? On are they you checking or? in? Is it just? Yeah. I don't know. I'm just fascinated with that. Happens a lot. I know a lot of people who but say they were visited live in by their house. It'd remember. be weird if it were residual energy. You would think that the, the these encounters would happen in the house that he lived yeah. in, not in her house. But, but I, who knows? I, it makes me. It's I like want he's to checking think. In. I want to think that we can do that after we pass away. I want to think that we can go back, but and, that we're not trapped. No, but that we're not trapped. But yeah, that we can go and and visit. check up and visit. Yeah. So I don't know. That I was like just to think that, that was a interesting story. So thank you. Maybe he wanted to meet her kids. It's very possible. Yeah. But yeah, when and needed a pacifier. Yeah, at some when point. she said, "Bubba." Yeah, that like, is. Cr- I mean, used his name. That's yeah. interesting. So very good story. Yeah. And thank you so much. So thank you so much for sending that in, Allison. That was awesome. And now I want to read a message we just got while we were recording from. Stranger Stephanie. She sent us a story to the last episode. Okay. 
She said, I'm so sorry I missed the deadline to send you all something for your big show. I'm so proud of you and happy to see you thrive at what you love to do and are great at. It's truly a privilege to see and know you. Aww. Oh, thank you so much, Stephanie. That's so sweet. You are the best. Thank you so much. And it's okay if you missed a story this time. We uh, Well, yeah, as we said earlier, yeah, you can we send might us a start story reading anytime. them every episode. We're just going to start playing what people call in and say and yeah. send us. Although I do love these dedicated episodes I do to too. listener stories. But I do too. But as we get more listeners, we'll, we'll have, have more, more stories. So we should have enough for another episode next season. Exactly. So thank you, Stephanie. And now we want to get to a story sent in by Casey who sent us the story about the roof walker. Okay. So this was Casey calling our phone number. Hi, this is Casey. I'd like to share an experience I had with a friend of mine a few years ago. She's an EMT for our ambulance department, and my husband, who's on the fire department, were both paged out for an accident. I stayed at her house because her kids were too small to be on their own yet. So a couple of hours later, when she returned, she was telling me about the accident as she was walking me out to my Jeep. Once um, we got to my Jeep, I happened to glance up at the sky, and I couldn't believe what I was seeing. There were hundreds upon hundreds of white figures with wings flying across the sky. They were side by side, row by row. They were every shape and size you could think of. My friend made the comment, there goes the boy's guardian angels. They must be returning back home. Um, Two boys who were going to be graduating from high school in about a week were out cruising around the back roads having some fun. And when they turned on to a gravel road, they lost control and the car began to flip a couple of times. When it landed, it landed on its top and slid down the gravel road some more before coming to a complete stop. Both boys were very lucky. They walked away from the accident with only some bruising and a few scratches. But my friend and I, what we witnessed that night We have no doubt that angels do exist, and it was nice to see a side of the paranormal that was a positive thing instead of something scary or evil. Again, I want to wish you guys a happy um, 50th episode. Here's to another 50. You guys are amazing. Keep up the awesome work. Thanks. That was so sweet. Yes, thank, thank you. you so thank much you, for that. And uh, guardian angels, I love the it, it, idea. It reminded me of the the butterfly, the people. butterfly people. Yeah. And I got, I actually had a lot of people message me and say that they love that story of the butterfly people yeah. of Joplin. It was really cool. So that was a great story. So thank you so much, Casey. Yeah. I mean, I, I love like the happier. Yeah, they don't all have to be scary. No. But That's really a, cool. I love the idea of guardian angels, and and it is kind of miraculous that after being in a car that flipped over yeah. twice yeah. and landed on its roof, that those boys walked away with almost no injuries. Yeah, it just so. totally reminds me of the butterfly people, and yeah, I love that story. So thank yeah, you so too. much. Yeah, thank you, Casey. Now we have a voice recording that was sent in by listener Brian. 
that sent this, I think, last season, and oh. we totally forgot to put it in the episode. Whoops. So we are so, <laughs> so sorry. sorry. We're so sorry about that. I and thought he meant he sent it, like, recently. No, it was sent a while so, ago. Like last year. Yeah, so we totally <laughs> forgot about it. We're finally getting around to adding it, so thank you so much, Brian. Sorry that we left it out of the last one. So this was sent to us by Stranger Brian. Hey guys, I'm Brian, and um, I'm over here sipping my coffee, and I thought I'd uh, record a couple little stories for you. Um, First off, I want to say that I've been listening to your podcast ever since I found the show on Ouija boards and Zozo. There, I said the name, so hopefully I don't get cursed, but I've been hooked ever since, and I've been going backwards and listening to all of your shows, and gotta say, I'm, I'm I'm a big fan, and... I'll be listening as long as you keep recording them. But anyway, um, my stories. I, uh, I guess you can say they're sort of paranormal. Um, they fall in that territory. Uh, they're about dreams. Um, two dreams in particular I, I want to share with you um, at this moment. But uh, God, the first one must have been 11 years old or something like that. Um, I remember I'm, uh, I'm just sort of wandering through this deep fog, really, really thick fog that was sort of on the ground, and you couldn't see a few inches in front of your face. Um, so I'm just walking forward, and I hear this muffled noise. It sounded like a like a screaming off in the distance, so I just kept following that noise, and I kept walking and walking and walking, and uh, finally I, I came up to it, and it sort of like the fog cleared um in front of me there was this hunched uh being like somebody that was in a big dark cloak that was just hunched over uh so it was just like a hump there and and i i noticed that the scream the screaming was coming from this particular uh individual this thing that was hunched over um so i sort of walked up closer to it and logic tells you that if this were to happen in real life you'd run the opposite direction but of course in my in your dreams you you tend to be a little braver so i sort of leaned down to touch this particular thing and i I came up really close to it and and then it sort of sprung up and i noticed that it was this older lady um with dark dark hair and I remember the eyes were just blackened out and it was screaming she was screaming like she was in pain and torment and her mouth was all bloody there was just all blood splashed on her mouth and she was just screaming and screaming and it just became louder and louder and louder until I woke up so I just kept it to myself and I uh, I never said anything about the dream until about a week later I'm asleep and I wake up to the screaming and my mother is screaming and she's in pain and I notice that she's got blood all on her mouth and she's telling me to just, you know, calm down, we're being uh, robbed. I guess uh, we, we, we had some intruders in our house and, um, and yeah, that was a very terrifying moment and I remember her just locking the door behind her in the room of, uh, you know, where me and my brother were, and it was really late at night, and uh, I I just, I remember the male voices in the other side of the door, and some banging, and and the next thing I knew, there were cops, and and, uh, it was just 
a chaotic, terrifying night. But something stuck in my head, and I remember that dream. So later on, after the cops left, and you know, my mom basically, I, I lived alone, uh, well, just with my mom uh, and you know, my brothers. But uh, I remember telling her after everything was cleared out and, you know, um, we were locked in our room again. And uh, it was late, late, late. And I remember she was clutching a knife and we were watching the movie Clue. So I remember telling her, Mom, Mom, I uh, I dreamt about this night. Like, I dreamt that um, there, there was this woman and she was screaming and, and she had blood on her mouth, just like you did. And so she told me, you know, uh, it, it kind of felt like a movie. Like it felt very much like somebody was telling a younger child in the movie this particular thing. But she was like, well, if, if, if you're anything like me and the way that I grew up, you have a very special gift. And I'll, I'll only tell you just to remember your dreams. So I kind of, you know, you're 11 years old. You hear that. You don't think anything of it. You just think, oh, my God, we just got robbed. But anyway, um, years and years and years later, um, I've always had sort of these weird dreams. But this other one I had um, in my early 20s, just after college, um, I, uh, I dreamt that I was walking up to a bus stop, um, just sort of in the middle of nowhere. And I noticed this older lady just sitting there. And she was sort of singing, so I, I, I sat down next to her. And she looked at me stopped singing and very sternly said you're not supposed to be here you're supposed to leave you're supposed to go now i'm the one that's waiting for this bus you need to leave so i was like oh okay and then she pulls a cookie out of her bag and she's like here have a cookie oh i must piddle before i puddle the bus needs to get here very quickly and then i remembered her saying piddle before i puddle because that 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 remark seemed very, very familiar to me. So the bus shows up and she gets up and she very sternly pushes me away and tells me, you need to leave now. I need to get on this bus. But before you go, I need to tell you that you're a very, very nice man. And I hope you and my grandson are friends for a very, very long time. I love you dearly. She kisses me on the cheek and makes sure that I have the cookie and she gets on the bus and she leaves. And I'm just sitting there with the cookie in my hand and the bus drives away. And then I wake up and then uh, I, I feel some such sadness. Like, my, like I, I, I remember very distinctly I had, like my eyes were very teary. And so I think piddle before I puddle, that sounds like my friend Craig's grandmother. So I, in a frantic kind of move, I, I call him and it's very early in the morning still, and I call him, and I just, I rem I, I'm, I'm very scared because I'm like, I don't want his mom to answer, you know, and, and it's very early in the morning still, but he answered, and he sounded very, very just flat, just not like him, you know, and I'm like, hey, is everything okay? And he tells me that he just received word that his grandmother passed away, so... You know, I, I tell him how sorry I am. I ne I'd never told him about my dream uh, that I had, but that I remember his grandmother used to always say, um, oh, I have to piddle before I puddle. And it, it just, 
it, it was a very nice moment because I feel like, uh, you know, to this day, I feel like things sort of speak to me in my dreams and I have no idea why or how they they come. Sometimes they come randomly. Sometimes I dream of something and it's a very uh, distinct thing. And then sometimes it's a very remote thing, random thing that I just remember sort of like a deja vu. But uh, But I remember them always when I wake up which is a weird thing. But anyway, I just wanted to share that with you. Um, like I said, keep up the great work, and I will, I'll be here on the other side listening to you guys. Thanks so much, and uh, take care. Bye. I loved those stories. I did too. I'm, I'm going to have better piddle before I puddle, and I was stuck in my head. <laughs> yeah, that, well, I, and that's, that's such a key part of the story, though, because that's how he n- was able to identify it was in the dream yeah it's like she knew she was going yep and getting on the bus was her passing yep and you can't come with me because you're it's not your time yet oh i love stuff like that. i do too wow very cool yeah thank you so much for that that was great the first story was pretty scary though (laughs) yeah yeah that was have a premonition of what was going to happen to your your mom during a has this does this has this happened to you since you recorded? I mean, have you had more dreams since you recorded this episode? Yeah, I'd like to hear. Yeah, more. let us know because that was dreams amazing. So that fascinating. Was a... My husband and I were just talking about dreams last night because he had a nightmare the other night, and he rarely remembers his dreams. I often, if I have to wake him up or whatever, I try to get it out of him right away yeah. because by the time he wakes up later in the morning, he won't remember it. Yeah. But we had a conversation about recurring dreams and he recounted like a recurring dream that he had as a kid and I did the same thing. And I think it's so interesting how dreams have such an impact on you and will stay with you for decades. Yeah, exactly. So that's very cool. Because I've had dreams that have stayed with me. So yeah. no, that was an amazing story. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you for sending that in. Uh, now we have email that was sent to us by Stranger Ryan. And he says, first off, congratulations, and thank you for putting out a fun and entertaining podcast. You're welcome. I found you when trying to find a replacement for Thinking Sideways. Oh, and that means nice. a lot to me because Thinking Sideways is kind of what you modeled what I based this yeah. on. Because they talked about paranormal stuff. They talked about true crime stuff. Anything strange or weird, they kind of talked about it. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what I wanted to do with this. So thank you so much. I hope we've been an adequate replacement for Thinking Sideways. I miss Thinking Sideways. Yeah. You have been doing a wonderful job. If you ever want free help doing research, let me know. We might be hitting you up for that. Yeah, have we mentioned our intern? <laughs> it is part of my job and a personal interest. Cool. For a paranormal story, I have several. So this time I'll give you the first, which happened to me. When I was very young, perhaps seven years old, I shared a room with my brother. A lamp was always on overnight. Many nights I would have difficulty sleeping, so I would lay in my bed and stare at the hallway. One night when I couldn't sleep, I saw a large figure step through the wall into the hallway and then into my room. It stood approximately eight feet tall, humanoid, but very large and made of swirling light. The swirling lights were different shades of red, yellow, and orange. No details were evident, but I could see the arms swing as the legs moved. It creeps me out. Yeah. It walked very slowly towards the end of the room where we were sleeping. As a very young child who had learned most ways to react to situations from cartoons and children's programming... I came up with the idea that I could run in between its legs to get away. So I stood up, closed my eyes, and ran at it. When I stopped and opened my eyes, there was nothing there. I turned around to return to bed, and the swirling light was directly in front of me, perhaps a foot or two. Oh, no. Yuck. Mm -mm. (laughs) 
I continue to watch as the hulking figure of light slowly walked through the room, passed through the bed and my brother, and then through the wall. At that point, I began to scream in complete terror. I ran into my parents' room where my mother was already getting out of bed. She tried to talk to me, then shook me gently as if I was hysterical. I know this was easy to discount as the imagination of a child or a nightmare. However, even then, I knew what was real or what was play. Also, I was very, very awake. This was the first of multiple odd things I have experienced throughout my life. Perhaps I'll share another at a different time, maybe another anniversary episode. So thanks again for your hard work on the podcast, and congratulations, Ryan. Well, thank you, yeah, Ryan. Yeah, thank you. But that, that, That's creepy as that, hell. It reminds me a little bit of the green thing I saw in my bedroom. Yeah. But this is, I can like picture this in my head, and I don't mm-hmm. know why, but this is just super interesting. Yeah. I, I love this story. I love what this thing is. I don't know. I just think this is really cool. It doesn't sound like it was fun to experience, though. No, but it sounds like it was... I don't know. I just... I'm fascinated by the description of the thing. Mm -hmm. Like the swirling lights, but the arms, but the legs, and, you know, the arms swinging. I don't know. I love that. That's super creepy. I love that. So thank you Uh, so much, Ryan. Yeah, yeah, we definitely want to hear more from you, because that was awesome. So thank you. And I think the last thing we have before we reveal the winner of the contest is another story from Devin's On. So here it is. Hello, my name is Devin Zahn, and I'm sharing with you my second paranormal experience that I've had in my life. This one is much more recent than my first one uh, that I had as a child. This one actually happened about a year, year and a half ago while I was out uh, with my friend Josh. A little backstory, my friend Josh, his father passed away a long time ago, uh, and essentially he was buried out in this kind of graveyard and out in the middle of nowhere, out on the highway near Kiwani, not in a city, literally out in the country. Uh, I forget the name of the cemetery exactly, but uh, this cemetery itself was completely surrounded by trees. Uh, It also had a little break in the center of the graveyard where there was also a patch of trees. Um, Josh's dad uh, was buried on the far side in the back of the graveyard. Um, So that's where we were at this point. Uh, it was winter and so, I mean, it was snow everywhere and, um, honestly, it was a really poorly tended to graveyard. All the graves were buried. I mean, you could just taste the disrespect that was being given to all these bodies. Um, but, and honestly, I feel like that's kind of what happened, why what happened happened. But anyway, uh, Josh was kneeling down his back to the center tree line, clearing off his dad's grave. I had uh, just lit off a fresh cigarette. I had, because I had been smoking at the time. Uh, And it was very peaceful in the graveyard at this point. You could, I mean, it looked like a picturesque Christmas story moment, but all of a sudden it kind of shifted on a dime, kind of just, it felt more, I don't want to say angry. It just, it felt different. But uh, that's when I had noticed, I had looked up past Josh in the tree line uh, towards, you know, obviously towards the tree line. And I had seen this, uh, this figure. Now, it's going to sound crazy, but he looked like a, a Dementor from Harry Potter. But uh, since he was in the tree line, I mean, it was in the shadows and it was dusk. So there was some light, but there wasn't. So I could just make out the outline of it. And what gave it away as not uh, not a tree, not just a matrix of the light, was the fact that I could see fabric flowing off of it. And I could actually see its 
hands through the fabric on its sleeves. And uh, it was it was terrifying. It looked like the Grim Reaper without a scythe. And Josh had his back to the the entire time. I had just lit in the cigarette. I hadn't even taken one puff off it, and it had burned down to the stump. That's how terrified I was. And I kept telling Josh to look up, look up at it, because I could not take my eyes off it. Because if I feel that if I did, it would move towards us. Um, so uh, Josh, after probably like five minutes of me badgering him to just look, look, dude. I had, he could hear the trembling in my voice. He finally said, okay, stood up and turned around to look in the direction that I was telling him. And to both our surprise, it was gone. Um, after like a minute of me trying to convince him, I know what I saw. I know what I saw. He went back to tending the grave. Uh, and you know, that was that, but, uh, I was, we were in the same position as we were when we first got there. Then he went back to the tree line, me looking towards the tree line. And when I looked back at the tree line, it was back, but this time it was in a different spot, a little bit closer to us and a little more to the front of the tree line. No, uh, I, again, I started badgering, Josh, please, uh, dude, if you can't see it, can we just go? Can we just go? And the entire time, this thing's just staring at us. You could see the, the fabric flowing. And the fact that it had moved now, it had me convinced that this was something other than just my figment of my imagination. We never found out what it was, but needless to say, I forced Josh to get us the hell out of there. Thank you for listening. Well, I've never heard that one no, before. No, And that's really scary. Yeah, that gave me the creeps. The fact like the that he stood the, there for five minutes yeah. looking at this thing, the, I mean, that's The description crazy. of the thing got to me. Like that, like the, the fact the that you could see the fabric moving. Yeah. yeah like it wasn't a shadow figure. It was something there. That's crazy creepy. Ugh. Thank you so much, Devin. I wonder what the meaning of that was, you know? I don't know, like, but I want to talk to Devin. I got to talk to Devin about some of this stuff. Yeah, we'll talk. Yeah. We need to have Devin on the show. We should have Devin on the show. That was He's awesome. probably got more experience. Yeah, than that was that. awesome, Devin. Thank you so yeah. much for your stories. Wow, creepy. And Super creepy. We also got uh, Stranger Elena sent me a link that she has a YouTube oh, yeah. where she talks about what has happened to her. And she said we could use it if we want, but it's better to hear her tell her story. Yeah, so I'm going to put a link to it. that in the strangers and on the strange sessions. Cool. So you can go and watch her video. Cause she does a really good job of explaining some stuff that happened to her. Cool. So thank you. So thank you everybody. Yeah, that was amazing. That was amazing. Thank you, you so much. Uh, we had dreams. We had creepy ghosts. We had creepy roof walkers. We had premonitions. So that was all awesome. So thank you so much. You guys. I love that. We had a good balance of yes. emailed stories yes. and voicemails too. Yep. Way so more than any other episode. So much. Uh, that was great. So thank you, everybody. So now I am going to use my app to pick a name. I got to take off my glasses because I'm getting old and can't read my phone anymore. So (laughs) everybody who sent us a story or a congratulations is in this app. The app is called Choose For Me. Mm. I would think you would need the glasses to see your phone. No, when my glass, when I'm close, my phone is close. I can't like read my phone anymore with my glasses on. I know I got to get new glasses. So I'm going to open the app. Everybody that submitted something is in here. And now I got to wait for an ad because I'm cheap and didn't pay for the app. So see, it says... I wouldn't pay for it either. It says 50th episode Contest winner. And then winner. we I press choose for me and it picks nice. one of the names at random. Okay. Whoops. Figured out how to do this. 
Hopefully you didn't just delete everyone. So we have a winner. Okay. Anna. Anna. Aww, <laughs> Anna. That's Anna, you. so sweet. I, I'll just send the stuff to Dash. Yeah. You know, I'm sure she'd love the $50 gift gift certificate. I can't believe it picked Anna. Yeah, that's so, so cute. So thank Anna you banana. so much, everybody, for your stories. And Anna, you won $50 gift card. You won a signed copy of one of our show notes that we used in the episode. So you tell us what show you Yeah, want tell us what your favorite from. episode was t- and uh, we'll sign it and we'll write a little message on there and we'll send it to you along with some stickers. Yeah. So I totally never thought of Anna winning the contest. Yeah, that's so sweet So that though. is awesome. So Anna, thank you so much for your story about seeing the boy on the slide. So Anna, you win the contest. So thank you. Yay. And instead, because it's getting to be a long episode, instead of a listener question, we'll just kind of say thank you. I mean... Yeah. I mean, we wouldn't be here without you guys. Yeah. Obviously, this whole episode was from you guys. Yeah. So that's so amazing that, A, you're willing to share your stories with us, and I don't know, B, that you're even listening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. so thank you. And, uh, you know, we'll talk about the podcast a little bit. A couple people have asked what equipment we use. Yeah. So Krista, <laughs> Krista's our techie. Uh, not really. I have to actually, <laughs> I can see the box for our mixing board behind Kurt there. And it's, what does that say? Zenix? It's like X-E-N-Y-X. And the model we have is at a Q... Q1202. Yeah, USB. Um, it's really, it's small. I would say it's like, I don't know. Eight by eight yeah. inches, something yeah. like that. It's not very difficult. It, but I think it, it like does a good the job. Board. Yeah. yeah, and I think our microphones are. I actually have to look at the microphone. <laughs> it's a Behringer microphone XM one eight zero zero one. It looks like is the model we use. We did not spend a lot of money on no. this stuff. I I think we have quite a few microphones. We maybe have like eight of them. But I mean, big props to Jeff and Joe because they're the ones that kind of. Yeah. Jeff is the one who picked out all this equipment. Yeah. And we if we spent two hundred dollars total yeah. on all of our microphones, including I think the arms that yeah. connect to the table and kind of suspend the microphone in front of us. That I, thing that squeaks. Well, now and it now it doesn't squeak, squeak when oh she <laughs> she purposely moved the microphone around and it didn't squeak. But now uh, whenever she moves it, it nudge it. Everybody's like <laughs> Um, so yeah, it's not, you don't need expensive equipment to do this. No, I'm amazed when I edit our episodes, how good yeah. it sounds. I really I think, am. um, it really comes down to experimenting. You've listened to our first yeah. episodes. It wasn't so good in the beginning, but you just got to dial it in. I yeah. record on audacity, which is a free program you can download. I know that if you have a Mac, GarageBand works really and well. that's what I do all my editing on when I it's edit audacity. the episodes is audacity. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. Um, and, uh. Like she said, for the people that have been with us from the beginning or have gone back and listened to our first episodes, thanks for thank sticking you it so out. much for sticking it out. Not sure I would have. No, because so. <laughs> our sound quality was awful. It and really I'm is. glad we finally got a little better. I feel like we could still improve a little bit on some stuff. But, yeah. but I thank think so. you. Thank you for sticking with us. And you, know, you guys are the best. Krista, I want to ask you favorite episodes that we favorite have done episode. in the past 50. I love anything involving missing persons yeah so the missing 411 yeah is definitely missing 411s are like the universal favorite i just they're so fascinating i think missing person cases in general fascinate me because the world of possibilities to what happened to these people the ones that are never found and even the ones that are found is just i don't know i think you always hold out hope that someone will be found too because we see that happen which is crazy but that would be my the f- missing four one one. What about you? Missing four one ones are are 
awesome. I mean, is that your favorite? My favorite. I'm gonna have to go with the the Bet Sphere just because Bet-sphere, I love yeah, the Bet Sphere. Love that one. But I also really like the Captain Cutchie's Key Lime Pie because <laughs> I was super happy that people liked it because I. I was seriously afraid that people were going to be like, this was stupid. Why did you do this? No, it's So the fact that people didn't, I really like that one. Yeah. I mean, I I have a soft spot for every episode where we have somebody sit in as a Me guest too. host. Yeah. You know, I loved Corey with the John Teeter, Jamie, Area 51. Sophie and Adam were here for... Uh, Hazozo. For Hazozo. Hazozo. Rhonda was here for Lake Michigan Triangle and EVPs. Alien Abductions. Oh, yeah. And the EVP uh, episode. Joe popped in for the... <laughs> I love the Joe episode because we went off on such a tangent. Was that the reality one? No, I think no. that was the Shadow People. Shadow Wasn't it Shadow yeah. People or Hatman or, or one of the... <laughs> but we went off on such a crazy tangent we about did. this and that. Uh, yeah. Everybody that has been here... Are we forgetting anybody? Oh, God. And Mark and, Mark Mark and Rhonda with the EVP because they were yep. here for the EVPs. And I hope we're not forgetting anybody. No, I think that's it. Think Those that's were our it. guests. Yeah. If we're forgetting you, we're sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but I love the episodes where somebody sits in. There's going to be more of those. So, I mean, I've there's been a couple that I've been, like, disappointed in. Was it the Maura Murray episode? Well, besides that one. <laughs> you know, like, there's some that I feel could be better, but, like, everybody knows. Like, when I get done recording an episode, everybody asks me, how was it? And I'm like, I don't know. And then once I edit it, I'm like, you know, that wasn't bad. Literally, after <laughs> after I hit stop and I start saving it, Kurt says, what do you think? <laughs> Every episode, what do you I think? Do. Was it a good episode? And I always think they're good. I mean, yep. are there things we can improve upon of course yeah do glitches happen yes yeah. but we're CI. trying we're getting better yeah all the time yeah yeah, yeah. so we just you know want we don't want a perfect podcast no. we're not perfect people we have the somebody mentioned the small town feel yeah and i think that's what we have and why i agree why totally change agree. that so yeah so just thank you everybody for being with us for these episodes yeah. i mean this and krista i love you to death oh i love you too Kurt. i mean i th- this is like one of the highlights of my life doing this Aww. so i'm so glad that this happened me too so thank you for being my co-host not just my moral support <laughs> and thank you for everything you do and thank you to all of you for listening yeah. uh this has been a great 50 episodes i'm hoping like everybody else said for another 50, 50 so 50 more Two more years i can do this for two I, more I can years do. i am hoping i'll be around yeah but yes you will <laughs> Damn no it. pecans or melons or whatever else no. i get weird allergies to so thank you guys so much from the bottom of our hearts we love you guys we're so happy to have you along with us and anything else you want to say nope that's it oh from, deets are we gonna give them the deets oh deets i almost forgot oh, deets. i almost forgot our deets so just a reminder, Anna Banana. Yep, we're going to be getting in touch. Let us know what you, which episode you want show notes from, and you'll get a and little. We will sign them and write a little message yep. on there for you. So you can email us at thestrangesessions at gmail.com. We are on Twitter at Strange Session. No S. <laughs> Instagram, Krista does a great job at The Strange Sessions. You can send us snail mail, postcards. We love postcards. We love food items. Um, we'd love anything you'd send us. At The Strange Sessions, P.O. Box 434, Manitowoc, Wisconsin, 54221-0434. We haven't gotten any postcards lately. No. Bridget actually sent me a birthday package. Oh, the, she did. Yeah, she did. So nice. thank you, Bridget. You are the best and we love you. And what's our phone number again? Phone number is 920-443-9602. Again, you have three minutes to leave you have three message. minutes, but call with anything. Call just to say hi. We'd like to hear your voices. You guys hear our voices. We'd like to hear yeah. yours. So thank you for everybody that has called. Even if you have to leave a two-parter, we can totally exactly. edit we'll, those we'll together. work our magic yeah. on that. So please feel free to send us stuff and call 
And I believe that's it. Yeah. Episode 50 is in the books. Crazy. That's a wrap. Thank you so much, you guys. And from Krista and I from the Old School Media Studio, until next time, stay Stay strange. strange. Is that okay? This has been an Old School Media production, executive produced by Kirk Konechny. For more information and content, please visit strangesessions.com.